I know, right? Hey, everybody, this is podcast for me. A podcast for us as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, K-Dog, as well as A-Eb-Dog over there. We're here to discuss the finer things in life. We're going to talk about Loki, mostly. Pretty much this is a Loki cast because uh, we're going to review three episodes, right? I would think, yeah, three, four, and five. Well, we watched two episodes. I actually listened to them on the for audio quality, and uh, they're pretty good. So if you haven't heard our first and second episode, get there. And then we're just going to catch everything up on this episode. Uh, any any news in the world for you? Uh, like me personally or stuff yeah. that I've been paying attention to? Just in general, before we get started. Anything you want to uh, bring up? I went to Disneyland. Mm. And uh, I remember you guys Resist- talking about that, Star Wars or something. Yeah, Rise of the Resistance is legit. Um, oh, yeah. Hard to get into, though, but... But if you're lucky enough to get a reservation for one, you got to get a reservation for Disneyland. Then you got to get a reservation to go into Rise of the Resistance. Um, but I would recommend against like researching the just ride. Go in. Yeah, just go in because I I hadn't <laughs> looked at any of it. And there were some times I was just like, this is. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. So. So you got a Marvel land. Yeah. And they got a Star Wars land. It's Galaxy's Edge, which is they they I don't know how they made it so big. And it's next it's it's gotta be nestled up against the five, but it, it feels like you're far away. Um I don't it was awesome, dude. It was awesome. That the Galaxy's Edge was really cool. It's really immersive, you know. Mm. And and all the people that are there, it's like you're on another planet, so all the people there are dressed like how people would be from that planet or whatever. <clears throat> Nobody's really wearing, you know, the regular Disney colors with the name badges they're all wearing you know just the uh, uh, galaxy's edge stuff because it's, it's supposed to be like an outpost is the so idea. to do to do all three um places you got to pay it like for a package or can you can you, what do you just mean go, all three can, what do you mean all three places so you got a star wars thing and then you got marvel thing yeah and they so got the marvel, the marvel thing is at california adventure okay so that's a separate park so Star Wars is part of Disneyland. Oh wow! So you have to pay for both California yeah. if you wanted you to, to do both. Do but right now, California residents get three tickets for two hundred fifty dollars, which is a deal because one ticket is one hundred forty dollars. Yeah. Um, it. I don't. It's uh, to me, it was worth it. I mean. Oh yeah, it's not like you're going every day. Right. And it's it is an experience. That's why you go. And as, as big a fan as I am of Star Wars, it was worth it for me. Like I went with like these little kids, right? It was three adults and three kids. And the whole time I'm like, you know, watching them, you know, mother duckling, mother ducking this whole thing. And then but when we got to Galaxy's Edge and I knew I was near the 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 Millennium Falcon, I like walked away. I like forgot that I was. Oh, yeah, you're fucking like, If just, they get kidnapped, I don't care. They got this. <laughs> I don't care. They don't give a shit about it. I'm walking up to my shit right now and soaking it in. And then uh, we got there early enough and went straight to that motherfucker um, to where I could get that picture that I shared with y'all, where it's me and the Millennium Falcon. I'm doing the, the, Han, Solo, the Han Solo pose. I want to lick uh, that there's thing. Nobody else in the shot. There's nobody mm. else in the shot. And so. Um, yeah, dude, I was fucking geeking the fuck out on that fucking thing. It, it felt like of... the first time I saw the Endeavor because I'm also a big fan of like the shuttle program and NASA and stuff like that. 
and the first time I saw the space shuttle Endeavor, I was oh, nice. yeah. almost teared up, dude. And um, I got that same feeling again. And then they're playing like music, like ominous, you know, like building up music. It, it's uh, it was really cool. It was really. Cool. I remember the first time I went to Star Wars tours, Star Tours, when it was like that. And I was pretty blown away because I had never seen anything like it. And then fast forward with my kid, I went there and uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, but I have not yet experienced uh, Galaxy's Edge. I remember reading about it, but I moved out by then. Chances are we'll probably go to Disney World and hopefully they have something like that. They have it. They have it. Yeah, they have so. that and they have Rise of the Resistance. Um, mm, nice. So, so yeah, dude. That's. Do they have any? No, I don't want You know what? I don't want to spoil. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, let's get into this. Loki. So we've watched uh, episodes. I have notes. We only have one episode left after after this one. Yes. Yes, we do. All right. Season three, episode three, Loki. So what'd you think about that episode? Was that the one where he's kind of learning more about Sylvie? Well, okay. So let's, let's just uh, recap kind of. So see, episode two happens. Uh, like uh, they're in the, they figured out she's hiding in apocalypse events and they go through the portal and then Loki follows in suit. That's when the episode begins. We find out what where he went. So they accidentally went to uh, actually no, where do they go? Because now now I got to think about it. Because she, she goes through there and he goes through it too. Did they end up at Lamentus, the planet that's falling apart? But that doesn't make sense because she then comes back. Yeah, she comes back to the. That's where she's going. She's going to the TVA to destroy it. And then she's fucking people up left and right. Loki followed after her. And then, yeah, now I remember now. And then um, they, they almost get caught. And then Loki, with his little temp pad, takes them to Lamentis. Right. And that is the episode. And then, like, you just episode find out. Episode four, they're on Lamentis and all shit's breaking. No, up. episode three, they're on Lamentis. It's episode three. So oh, episode. happened in one episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. I, and we're going to go through it. We're going to go through it. So, um. So they're on Lamentis, right? And they're talking to each other. And uh, as it turns out, like, so we were talking about this last episode about the time of um, of, an, of an apocalypse, how much time she could be in one. So I guess it varies because in this one in particular, she could be there for 12 hours. Because she says, right. as you're walking, Loki goes, how long do we have? And, and then she goes, 12 hours. And so, I mean, so... I was wondering how is she sleeping and how all this shit. So in this, in this particular area, she can be there for like 12 hours and they will not catch her. Yeah. She can go there, take a nap and then wake up. And yeah. Pass. Yeah. Well, take a nap like 12 hours, 12 hours, oh, a long time. Well, take, take a, well, sleep, well, she, like you said, she has to sleep, mm. you know? So I don't know. Do, she could probably go a day before. Well, it's not. So is she descended from the ice giants? So in that episode, he when they're in the train so they're in a train going to this thing called the ark and they're trying to steal like a power cell or whatever right right. yeah so like they're having a conversation a couple little things happen here and there but one thing he does say is like he found out he's an ice giant she then says uh they told her when she was first born so Mm -hmm. she she already knows which 
this is pretty important when we get to the very end of when we talk about episode five. But like, so she knows she's an ice giant from the beginning. So that that changes everything if you think about it. So she's a chick. She knows she's an ice giant early. So it's not she doesn't feel that betrayal right. that Loki that, feels that she was lied to. Yeah, yeah, in Thor one. So there you go. Hey, for all intents purposes, maybe she was set up the the reason she's a variant because she's a hero. You know. Because Loki still has mannerisms of a hero, but he's kind of broken, you know? Well, and then, she was taken as a child, though, so maybe... Oh, yes, but continued on the path. They're telling her the truth. Uh, she's idolizing... Because, okay, so in episodes... Well, we're not there yet, but in the next episode, you see her as a little kid playing with the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. In Thor Ragnarok, they're talking about, like, Loki knows a lot about the Valkyries. And it seems to be yeah. Thor's into them, too. You know, so it's okay. So a lot of things happen on this train ride, which I thought was pretty cool. So she's talking about her magic powers, enchantment, whatever. He he does his thing with lightning. It turns out she teaches herself magic, mm-hmm. and Loki was trained by um, what's her name. So who's like to be strong? Kinds of magic, though. Yeah, because she had to learn on her own. Yeah, she had to learn. Yeah. And if it's magic per se, okay, in Thor 1, magic and science is kind of the same thing. But Doctor Strange then changes it into, you just have to study it. So in WandaVision, it turns out magic, there's a science to it. So, I mean, so like following this, this path, right? The magic that Loki knows and the magic that Wanda knows and the magic that what's-her-name knows, the Agatha they're all kind of connected. So it could be said then that like some of the shit that's going on in the TVA, there could be some magic shit like runes and shit, you know? That's why she couldn't use her powers on when she gets into TVA. She oh, tries to like one big room. Yeah, room. I immediately thought it was a thing in which um it was it, the, the helmet or something, but but she then says later on she just has to touch it touch your body a body part you know penis balls whatever and then she could then enchant you and then so she touched the dude's head she couldn't do it so it could be said that there's runes there and so so effectively runes is a thing you know right so Um, so like the world of asgard and their magic it does translate to like earth magic so like one could you know fight the other or whatever so then our powers magic well what are we talking like like cat marvel is thor's strength and durability is that magic could he be shot there i don't know because okay so hulk and and, um avengers hulk is smashing loki so what does that mean does that mean he has like hardcore durability or does he have remember loki's a different race i'm talking about I'm talking about Thor or somebody. Well, yeah, but like I'm trying to, I'm trying to translate. Like, so does Loki have the same strength? Not the same strength, but maybe some, not somewhere near it. I I don't. I have. I've never gotten the sense that Loki's near Thor's physical power level. So when he puts Mior, Mjolnir, and Thor one on him and keeps him there, would that okay? If it was Bob from Illinois, and you put that hammer on him, would it smash him? Um, you just wouldn't be able to move it. Okay. It wouldn't smash him, but he wouldn't be able to lift against it. So the hammer's a bit wonky and it's magic then. Well, I mean, but you know what I mean? 
he can hang the hammer. He he actually hangs the hammer on a on a coat rack. I've seen in, that in, in in the second one. Yeah. So it doesn't have crazy weight. It just has Even, crazy inertia. I don't know. Right. I mean, you like don't know. Comes and tries. Somebody else could come and try and lift the hammer, but they're not going to be able to lift it because they're not worthy. Yeah. So you know, I. I but but that but but that kind of gets that kind of gets away from what we're asking here. What's yeah, Loki, like what what's is Loki? Like, yeah, what what's is it? Power level, and does does being at the TVA affect that or just magic powers? Like or I don't know powers? how strong these these Norse people are because like like Loki take he he takes uh like if Hulk would have smashed a human like when he when he does like puny God when he does that he's smashing him. I mean. That a normal human couldn't take that. So does that mean then he's stronger than a human? That's for sure. Is oh, is he? I mean, yeah, like, I think he's stronger than a human. He has I, to be, right? Yeah, I think he's stronger than a human. But uh, I think so Thor's the TVA more durable age... because Thor Thor takes that punishment and still gets up and fights. And he does. He's not beat up or anything. No, okay, obviously he's stronger. But okay, let's go to the next level. Are the TVA agents as strong as Loki then? Because when they do fight, they punch him. And it like he, he you know what you I, I'm starting to lean towards all powers are gone at the TVA because um, because the stones have no power there. Well, that's how the see they don't magic. the stones are magic the stones but are, they don't specify whether that's a they only work in the reality that they're in even though we know that from the comics we don't know if that's a thing in which right you know we we don't know we. We just don't know. What it, if your powers? What if your powers are linked to the physical laws of your universe? So then that makes sense, right? You don't have them anymore. But like you were talking, different. but you're talking powers, right? So, so I'm talking like strength and durability, and you know, like uh, powers versus magic. Yeah, it's tricky, right? Before you can yeah. learn to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do you really you really pose some questions here? Because think about it. So they okay, so they got the collar on him. He can't use magic, but does he still have the durability of a god? Well, the collar is just to move him back and forth through time. That's I thought well, because remember when he was doing this time shackle. When he, he was, was trying to do magic, remember when he was trying to do magic? He was doing that, and then yeah, and, but and that, that's even, it. Without, even without the collar, he can't do it. Hmm. You think it's. From get, from get go, he has no powers. Well, I'm wondering. Uh, I'm thinking about your rune theory. And yeah, maybe runes would apply to everything else because also Doctor Strange's magic is tied to the multiverse, right? Okay, okay. So, so his his he's responsible for protecting this reality. So since his magic might be tied into Wanda's magic and that can also be tied to runes could runes be basically like applying like a like a reality nullifier you know no matter where you at it puts you in a place like the TVA well as explained in WandaVision whoever does the runes they're the ones who ultimately have the power okay so well, well, that would explain why the why the, whoever's running the TVA still has their powers. If that's a thing, and I think we're overthinking it in the sense of like I don't even think that they. Could be they, they I yeah, I mean I, I I'm I'm with you on all of this. This all makes sense, but I don't think the writers are thinking like that though. You know what I mean? 
I, I hope. I fucking hope they are. That would be so awesome if they were, because that's a good world building. So yeah. let's talk about durability. So is he durable because of magic, or is he just I'm special? If he could be shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, because uh, yeah, I don't know. They they beat the shit out of him when they first find him in the first episode. Yeah, they do. And he, oh, there you go. There, good job. So he's on Earth, and they punch him. And it hurts him. So there's no runes where he's at. You know what I mean? Right. So his so they have to be as strong as him. They have to be because if Hulk is able to go boom, 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 that fucked him up, right? Well, and that but that brings that brings up something else. So if everybody the TVA is a variant, were they chosen because maybe they have special abilities or powers? Probably. There you go. And so they were, they were like, hey, you're not normal. We're going to use you. Mm-hmm. Stands reason. I think there you go. I think we literally figured out something that nobody gives a fuck about. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they have to have durability or in strength because they fucking took him on in, on Earth and there's no rune. So if there's a rune thing and it's mad. So, and we just now established that Loki's strength isn't magic. That's him. I need to go back and watch the first Thor to, to see the fight between him and Thor. He is hurting him. They, he is punching him. Fight. Yeah, they, they do, do fight. fight. But it makes sense, though, if they have strength to themselves. Because, I mean, although Thor is, of course, strong and shit, so he should be then stronger. But they have, like, that power. I mean, like, Thor ex- survived an explosion in space. And space and a sun hitting him. And this is just that, you know what I mean? So, And the Hulk hitting him. And, and yeah, sun, oh, well, no, you know what? The sun hitting him, I think that's probably the biggest one. Him taking no, no. the blast. Yeah, because like if the, if, if, if the Hulk hit as hard as a solar flare, I mean, things and would he just... wasn't holding Mjolnir. No, you know, he was it was just him right yeah. there lensing that fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> getting burnt and taking it. So there you go. We we know that. Okay, so then shit. I mean. Loki's pretty strong. And and I have other examples of how strong he is. So in Lamentis, here, check this shit out. His telekinesis is so cosmic. Because there's, because, okay, I'll show you. Let me share this fucking shit. Share this shit. Share, share this shit. Uh, 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 Share. Uh Share. Okay. I I set this up for you. Can you see it? See what I'm talking about right here? All right, ready? Look what he did. So he, he, um, I've got a black screen on my side. Oh, you do? You don't see what I'm seeing? I shared it though. You're sharing your screen, but I'm wondering if because it's Disney. I'm sharing a a Loki scene. So maybe it's blocking. I think, I think it's because you're using Disney Plus. Yeah. Fuck. Well, let me stop that shit then. Uh, So basically, Fuck for for those who haven't seen it, that kind of sucks. That makes sense though. I, I think that Disney would yeah. block block it on Zoom. So in Lamentis, when they're trying to escape, which is a great scene, it's like a nonstop scene, but it's a trick though. It's it's really not nonstop. There's yeah, certain be a parts, wonder, but no, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a one shot. But like it, like, it's cool. So though, there's a building coming down on him, and he goes, oh, "I got this." And he stops it. This huge building. It's huge. And he puts it back. 
In fact, if you watch frame by frame, now, I wonder, I wonder if this is just laziness, but it goes back into its original form. So he's using telekinesis to put it back to its and original it form. Yeah, why wouldn't he just throw it aside or something like that? I don't yeah, know. It seems a little too careful for him. But they didn't, they don't call back to it. So we'll just say it's telekinesis. I mean, it has to be. I, it can't be time jam because what are the odds? Because he does pick up a time jam. What are the odds that he pocketed all the time gems, you know? But even then, there's millions of realities, you know? How do you know that this lamentous reality would go to that time gem? But they never bring it up. We're on episode five. They never bring it up. Well, that's the other problem, isn't it? The Is the TVA working within the multiverse? Is they have the to multiverse, be. Well, is the multiverse, it, uh, are other universes on their own timeline? Yeah, they have to be. No, no, no. I got, I got an answer. They do this in episode one, but it is propaganda. So you got your sacred timeline, the one timeline. All your other dimensions do not count. So anytime they well, come out, they All your it. other branches of that timeline. But is that timeline and its branches specific to one universe? No, no. See, the branch comes out and it can't do anything else because they prove right, it. Right, right. But that branch, again, is tied to one timeline, the sacred timeline, for that universe. Does each universe get its own timeline? I think you're you're mixed. You're conflict. It's okay. So you got the one universe, right? And in no. this one, no, one no. Let me finish. Line. Let me let me finish. So you got okay. this. You got this timeline, and I guess, well, you know what? They know to establish that, right? No, because they there's they have established alternate realities from different timelines, though. Okay, so I think their dimensions and the realities are one and the same. So if you go. If you go far along enough on the sacred timeline, every divergent timeline is a different reality. So, and they prune them, apparently. Right, right. So, so well, I don't even know where. where, where so I, I'm trying. We're, we're trying to. We're trying to suss out the distinction between whether or not different timelines constitute different universes. Yeah, I think that you got right. your different timelines equal different realities. Because yeah, with within within the same universe, I think. Yeah. And I think I would, you can have another universe with its own timeline. But then there would be more than one timeline. More than and, one sacred timeline. Each universe would have its own sacred timeline. Oh well, hmm. then what would be the point of pruning? Uh to, to maintain to maintain to protect that universe. That one universe, but but then again, we don't even know what the the. Well, hopefully, we'll find out in the next episode, right? Why they pick that sacred timeline? Well, know? I That's don't. I think that they're doing a thing in which the re, each timeline. Okay, so you get your sacred timeline, one and done. That's its universe, and that is the way it is. Every divergent timeline creates a set of probability of a different universe. So I think that they're creating their own universes in that way. But because they prune it, it doesn't exist. So yeah, say, go ahead. So Loki's a chick, right? In this reality, so this is an entire universe. This totally different universe, and they they fucking prune it, so it doesn't exist anymore. Apparently, we don't know. We don't understand reset yet, which we will bring up towards the 
when we get to six. Let's just focus on three, though. So I don't even know what we're talking about. So they're on the train. Uh, so telekinesis. I wanted to talk about this. So Loki gets telekinesis, right? So what the fuck, man? So is his power that? So he's able to stop a building and put it back into its original. So either it's bad animation, like they just said, let's just reverse it. So they didn't do it. So I'll, I'll allow it because they don't bring it up. They don't bring it up as a, a time stone thing. Or is just Loki's that really, he's got that much power. When else has he used telekinesis? Okay. So it turns out I wasn't paying attention, but in Thor 2, he does use telekinesis. So he's in the prison. He's pissed about his mother being killed and he moved. He has a tantrum. You know, like when S- Sylvie does a thing where she gets a tantrum. She, she gets the green shit, and she goes, ah, and then some dirt moves. So he does the same thing. He goes, ah, and then he goes like that, and then the entirety of his room gets in disarray. Well, maybe he's getting stronger, because Thor gets stronger, too, as the movies go. <sighs> maybe more realization than strong, stronger, because he does get stronger, but it's more like a realization. I don't know. Well, I, the, I, I think in the first episode, he also makes a distinction between like a projection and a clone, right? which is important which is important which becomes important because a physical clone you're creating something physical that can move against something else yeah you were right i was i was i thought it was a one-off but it does it does reign true in episode five well it and it starts to it starts to um to justify or provide a rationale for why he'd be able to move things he's basically not creating like another loki or a clone but just a physical barrier because he's able to do that. Yeah, I, I'm with that. But like the power that he has, though, he can move a built like a tower that big. And I'm like, if he has that much strength, how come he hasn't done that before? Like he he shouldn't for him to move a building of that nature. Then that means either either two things. Odd. One, the people he fights are stronger than that building. Dude, than inertia. Something what? came out in episode five. Uh, that I'm wondering if they're going to use it as an out. Well, put a pin in it. We we're not I know, there yet. I know. You got to remind me about it. All right. Episode five remi- reminding. Who's this? <laughs> this bullshit? All right, Adrian. Whatever. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's do it. All right. All right. So we will telekinesis. And you know what was cool? Uh, two things uh, I thought was cool about that episode. What'd you, what'd you think of that episode yourself? Episode three. You know what? I, I, for the, my thing is, is the episodes kind of bleed into each other, so I, I, don't, I can't remember the, the delineation of each episode. I just know that I've, I've been enjoying everything. Uh, there's been my enjoyment like, factors high. A lot of world building. Um, I think it's a good medium between WandaVision and and Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's unexpectedly what you would expect. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like it's it's story, story, and action. Even in conversations, there's action, um, good banter, and and world building, world extending. You know, this whole other reality that we weren't familiar with, and now we're learning more and more about it. And yeah. wondering and wondering how that applies to everything that's gone on in the MCU. And I, I think the world building is pretty tight. As far as Marvel's been, it's been really flimmy, flammy. You know, it's just whatever. But as I mean. At first, when I'm watching it, I'm like, ah, this shit's not that good. But then I'm talking to you, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty solid, you know, I, for world building, I have to say. Um, this episode, uh, it was cool. They showed Loki singing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, 
he's he he they really show his ties to Asgard and and how he values it his people yeah it like it it show okay so when you watch the episodes previous to the third one in each iteration like so for the first episode he finds out fucking Ragnarok happens all this bad shit goes out he's sad and they play the song and then the second episode he finds out about Ragnarok and the death of his people it seemed like that really bothered him bringing it to three like you said he was singing he's he's his ties to his people are deep because he's singing songs of a mountain and shit in Norwegian but I guess it's Asgardian um I don't know. And then he does a thing that Thor does. He goes, I'll have another. He breaks the glass. I thought that was a cool callback. I don't know. That's a callback. There's no way they had like parallel thinking. You know, that's a callback to Thor. Well, they even have another callback um, when he, I, I, I ended up, I ended up looking at some Mm. like, you know, things you didn't notice. Mm. Uh, They mentioned the Revengers. So when he's looking at the file from Ragnarok, it's like it's listing like who was involved, and one of them is the Revengers because that was what Thor, yes, kind of named. Yes, people. wow. And I was just like, <laughs> these motherfuckers. Wow, they they love that fucking Marvel. And, there, and there's a lot in episode five too. A lot of callbacks in episode five as well. I was just like, God damn, they these guys went deep. It's uh, it's really rewarding to watch. And yeah, when when Loki when Loki breaks that glass. Again, you're looking at him still valuing his ties and and his mannerisms and his uh, his culture. You know him him still practicing all of that stuff. You know Valu- when he broke the glass. Okay, so when Thor does it, it's funny, right? Whatever. But then when he does it, it feels like a bunch of friends. Because you got to think about it. Wait, just what? Uh, let me uh, pause real quick kids trying to get in on the podcast we gotta put them down anyways right uh not right now per se breaks the glass so okay hey check it so when he goes and does the thing when he breaks the glass i it then it, it made me think about it like okay so thor the three other people who die or except for lady sith but the group they were a team they did shit for maybe a thousand years who knows because they've been a lot, they've been alive for a while, and I mean, it sounds like when he breaks it, it's like a friend thing. I could just, I already in my head, I retconned it like they're just chilling. Thor does that, and they all thought it was funny, so they probably do that as a joke. All of them. It would be tight. It would be tight if, because Lady Sif is alive. If if you brought her back for whatever, she does it too. So it's like their own little calling card kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I think really it was just more to show that he's still there mentally, you know, that yeah. a thousand years I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, uh, Omni-Man, you know, the thousand years that he spent as part of that unit, part of that team, part of that culture can't compare to the, the three or four months that he spent, you know, kind of rebelling against it. Um, it's so weird it's so weird that he rebels period you know what i mean like when you think about the scope of his life like he was like man dude what a yeah, piece he, of shit he betrayed he betrayed them before he found out he was an ice giant exactly exactly 
that's such a you know what okay i went back in some youtube some 4k youtube which i fucking love it's man dude okay so loki is talking to and there's a man dude like uh, thor is kind of underrated in certain parts because okay so thor okay loki finds out he turns around he's looking at his blue thing that turns things to ice weak ass fucking thing he turns around he looks at odin and he goes he's blue he's he's blue skin and he's talking to odin and then he knows what's up and he's like pissed and he's talking at him and it's such a well-written scene, you know, and you can see a lot of pain on both sides. It could, you could see that like Odin really, he did a thing. He thought he was doing good. He shouldn't have lied to him. So he feels that guilt and yeah. like Loki's really feeling it, you know, he's fucking like, and you fucking are using it because this is how it looks, but that's not what it is. And then Loki, because he's a genius, you know, or a manipulator, I would say. Uh, Odin's trying to apologize. He's trying, and it's it's Anthony Hopkins. He plays it so well. He's trying to to calm him down because it's it's his, it's his son, and he feels fucking guilty. Right. And it just looks so shitty. You know, this is a bad situation. You shouldn't have lied, and you got caught. And now you're trying to do this, and Loki keeps turning it around. And then he goes, "Well, and then you're gonna do this and this and that, and this is why you're doing it." And then like Odin's like, you "Twist my words," because he's not like at that level. He's not at Loki's level when it comes to talking. So right. he's like, "You're twisting my words," and it fucking hurts him so bad that he falls into the All Father's sleep. And I thought that was tight. I thought that was real tight. Yeah, Thor one was really good. I was watching some review earlier, and it. It seemed to appreciate what Thor 1 had to do, which was basically introduce this cosmic side of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, kind of lift everything up off of the that, that groundedness that we had yeah. seen from the first three movies. Um, and, and that's a lot of heavy lifting, man. That's a lot of fucking heavy lifting. I thought it was going to be stupid, honestly. But yeah, like, but like the, Anthony Hopkins ups everything. Loki is an actual, like, like uh, Tom Hiddleston is like top tier actor, but at the time he was real young. So, and then Chris Hemsworth for all test purposes, he's got good comedic timing. So by de- by that alone makes him a good actor, but not as good as Tom and then fucking Odin. There's a part where Odin goes, this, like he's like, so Loki is trying to like protect Thor in a way, but not really. He's like, uh, and then Odin goes like that. He does that. And then like, hey. Loki, yeah, and, and, and Loki's like, he got scared. That's real. Like, yeah, Tom Hiddleston's bringing his weight, you know, to the role too. That's why yeah. you bring in Anthony Hopkins. Anybody else? Well, there's probably other people out there, you know, but um, but you bring in a nobody, you don't really get that. But uh, I mean, even even Chris Hemsworth had some great scenes in there when he's yelling at Anthony Hopkins. You get the sense of because since we actually played the scene too, because. We didn't know who Chris Hemsworth was. We didn't really think he had any weight. It was more like an unknown going at Anthony Hopkins, and we're just like, "Who the fuck are you?" You know, and it and it and it plays well in the scene because again, Thor is his son. Who the fuck is he to be, you know, coming at his dad this way? Um, and we're not really in agreement with them at the time, anyways, right? Because Thor was fucking up. Yeah, so I, I think that all. I think that all played well in that scene. Um, how do we get here? Um, what else Loki happened in episode train? three, episode four? Well, okay, so he's on the train. They, I, I like the part where they're all hope is lost. 
So they do this whole one shot fighting their way to the arc, right. and then the arc gets blown away. Epic scene too. I like the fucking planet exploding. It was really good. It looking. looks really good when they show the planet coming down on it. Now I looked into this. I couldn't find it. I didn't do take a deep dive. Are they using the volume? the volume? I don't know, dude. It feels like it, dude. I fucking feel it. Like like there's times where they're at like expansive areas, and I'm like, they did not shoot that shit on location. <laughs> Well, they're what location, right? Yeah. Well, no, like in the desert. When he was in the desert, it seemed like that was a set, but it looked real. So, and then there's parts where shit's breaking apart from far away. And I'm like, ah, well, this looks so good. And it feels like volume. It just does. Why not utilize it, you know? Yeah. I mean, who knows if the volume was even available when they were shooting this? Uh, I know they're not shooting Mandalorian right now. Um, but I don't know what other Marvel projects. Who's to say they didn't make more? It cuts. It has to cut costs quite a bit. I mean, all they have to do is just make a little area for yourself, and then the actors can react to shit that they see. You yeah. know what I mean? So I mean, the volume is invaluable in comparison to like anything. You know, I think it's like the highest evolution of like of making movies. I green think screen. everybody should. Yeah, yeah dude. It's way better than green screen. Because it can react. And it looks good, too. It looks real. It's you know, great. Yeah, I love the volume. Uh, well, I guess that's it for that. And, okay, in that episode, I thought Loki enchanted her. So there's so a scene... not know how to do that yet. Well, fuck, who knows? I mean, he's had a thousand years to figure shit out. How well, old is she? How old is she? I think episode five kind of proves it, right? Because he takes forever to, to 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 be able to enchant. Yeah. How old is Sylvie then? The, ooh. I don't know. I don't think we know. She can't. Well, because she could be older than Loki. She could be younger than Loki. She's been aging twelve hours at a time. <laughs> We're just assuming. There could be places where it's like 20 days. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We, I mean, we don't. You're right. We don't know. Hey, oh, all right. So she says something to the extent of um, she fell in love. She had a stint with uh, a mailman. Yeah. Stan Lee was a mailman in <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Yeah, like how we don't know how old she is. I mean, she's a pretty good fighter. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, where did she learn all of her fighting stuff? Yeah, did so she stop somewhere to train with somebody to learn how to before fight? the apocalypse. You know, so that's that's another good question right there. How old is she? All right, here we go. Episode four. I really love this. This is my favorite episode so far. Episode four, five is good. All the episodes bring up, but four is my favorite. So um, in this one, we get to see Sylvie's origin story. She's a little kid playing with Valkyries and shit. They prune her for no fucking reason. We don't know. We, we don't know. They never explain it. So um, right. And then they go back into the, the Lokis sitting down. And uh, I guess they have feelings for each other. Weird. And uh, that creates a nexus event. And right. that's how they're able to be found. So they get they get put into prisons and shit. And in this respect, this is cool. So 
does Loki go to hell first? Yeah, so Loki goes into a time prison, yeah, and time, he knows yeah, the time cell. Yeah, and he knows that they're all variants now, so he knows the secret. Because you guys are variants, and then goes in the time cell. Now in this cell, this is this is weird. So how do they know like what's the worst time in their lives? Like so, Loki cuts this chick's hair, which isn't in, in Norse mythology, and she knees him in the balls. And she says the sentence like, "You'll, I hope you're always, alone. you're always gonna be alone." Like, that's, I, when, I hope that's when he. That's when he apologizes. No, he. She says that. No. She. She says. No, she says a sentence saying, uh, "This is why you're alone. You'll always be alone." Blah 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 blah. And she says it again and again. Then when he apologizes and goes through his all rigmarole, she doesn't hit him this time, and she still says. You're always going to be alone. She says that no matter what. Yeah. She, you're always going to be alone. And I'm like, fucking why? Like, so say everything plays out. He cuts her hair. You're always going to be alone. Why the fuck is that a thing she would say? And I don't know what timeline we are. It, like, you could retcon it and say that this is why he betrayed them all. See, and I'm trying, I, you know, it might be worth going back and watching the first two Thors to see what their interactions were like, you know, because well, in the second was, Thor movie, it's automatic. They ate his guts. Yeah. 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 But this, th- that interaction obviously takes place before Loki's betrayal. Right. Of course it has to. Right. So, so what oh, was dude. the dynamic like, you know, cause he wasn't really alone. He was with everybody. I feel a montage. I feel a montage right here. So they've been together fighting battles and lo and behold, they're constantly shitting on them. Cause I mean, like he just, he just flips the switch. So it could have been like, this would be like, he was just having some fun, you know? And then they fucking do that to him. And he's like, fuck it. They hated my guts. Fuck these clowns. I'm going to rule them. You know? I mean like that, that feels right. That feels right. You know? Yeah. Mm. She did that to him. And that might've been the trigger that, that he said, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm taking away. But he's the bad guy in that respect. But for her to have said that, I would I would think that he would have dwelled on that. Because why the fuck, of all things, would you say that? <laughs> so I cut your hair and you tell me you should be alone all your life? I mean, like, what the fuck sense does that even make? Well, the thing is, he's always playing tricks on people that he's supposed to be caring about. Okay. Right? Okay. And almost going almost going overboard, like when he like when he, you know. Uh, was it disguises himself as a snake uh-huh. and, and stabs Thor, yeah. right? You could have yeah. killed him, but luckily he didn't. You know, except for maybe the little kid killed him, right? Uh, the the kid Loki. Yeah. Uh, it could just be a thing where she was saying that she, she was at wit's end. It was just them two, and she was just like, "Dude, you're just you're just always gonna be alone. You're never gonna have friends. You keep fucking around like this, right?" I know that was the straw that broke her camel's back, right? And, and then and she says that. What, what I liked about the scene was that then he was faced with, do I apologize to her every time to avoid getting kicked in the nuts? Or would I rather get kicked in the nuts and have her say that the way that she said it? Yes. Because the first time she's the way she says it, it's like she it's, says it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not right. But this time he apologized to her. She helped him up and she still told him, you're fucked. Dude. You're, you're, I can't stand you. You're always going to be alone. Right? Yeah, dude. So at that point, is he like, is his penance now to apologize all the time, or what is he going to choose? I'd rather get 
uh, kick in the nuts, then be vulnerable to her again, and her still say that to me. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be genuine if he's not sincere. So, like, if he's playing it for the thousandth time, he's he's not going to be genuine anymore. And she would right. see through that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but kick his ass. But that was such he, a whole... It was good, ah. though, because he basically learned that, you know, that, that that trust can be broken. Well, he's the one who did it, though. Yeah, but he's basically learning that you can do things to a point where... Finally, people just say, you know what? Fuck you. We're, we're, done. we're over you. Hmm. You know, you're, you're out of the trust tree. You know? I guess. Uh, I mean, like, because, I'm pretty uh, sure he dwelled on that shit. Well, it, it's because, you know, working with kids, there's kids that like to push buttons. And they like to push the teacher's buttons. They like to push each other's buttons. And it gets to a point where everybody else says, you know what? We're tired of your bull. They'll start bullying them for being jerks, you know? Hmm. And they'll call them out on it. They'll be like, hey, stop, stop wasting our time. We're trying to learn. He's trying to do something, you know. We're you're ruining it for everybody. That kind of thing. You know, so somebody can can prod, poke, 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 trying to get attention to the point where they instead of getting the attention that they want, they end up pushing everybody away. And so, you know, I, I don't know if this drives Loki's development, you know, by light years by putting them in that in that hell right yeah um in that time cell so that he could learn that thing faster because he betrays <laughs> well they put it so many they, times he betrays well, they, so many times to where mobius finally says fuck it we're, we're done you know yeah when he puts him in that time cell to fucking punish him not to anything else other yeah, than that yeah. yeah but um so he goes in the time prison for cutting some hair okay and then all right so they're they're talking right and uh, Mobius is trying to figure some shit out. He's, he's like, cut the shit kind of bullshit. And he just throws out something just like a, as, an off, as an offhand thing. And he goes, yeah, she's dead. Anyways, and then he keeps moving on. And Loki, in that instant, is crying like yeah. that. But he plays it off really well. And, and that's like a clue into him. Because he just like, he's in a, a different mode. And they, they go back and forth. And, and then like, it's funny because Mobius looks up at him because he's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, she's dead. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. And he looks up at him and he's like, wait, what the fuck is this? Why are you so sad? You know? And then like, ah, oh, shit, you into yourself? The fucking narcissist, you know? It's like, shit. My, my hat's off to Tom Hiddleston because he's playing somebody who's, look, he's acting as somebody who's acting like they don't care, but still has to show that they cared. Yes. Yes. In a way that you would believe that he's trying to hide it. Yeah, I thought and, that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and Owen Wilson playing off of that. Yeah, Owen Wilson, you know, playing off of that and and really being Owen Wilson. I mean, yeah, that's why they brought him in. Being Owen yeah. Wilson to to kind of prod him, you know, to try to get that out of him. Because yeah, Mobius is pretty savvy. I mean, it's like he knew, but he he didn't want to say it. He wanted it to come out of him. Yeah. It's it's a it's a hard thing, right? You're a thousand year old being, and you you fall in love yourself, but whatever. You know, you gave birth to a fucking horse, so whatever. So like like 
yeah, this is a crazy thing. And for the first time, Loki finds love. So he's like, oh, shit, this is crazy, you know? So he even he doesn't understand it, you know? But it is cool, though. In that moment, he was, like, real sad about it. This is, like, it's one of my favorite episodes because there's so much going on with so little. Like, he didn't he didn't have to show that much emotion, but he showed a tremendous amount of withdrawal, and he had that Loki face, and then he's, like, in plan mode. He tells them that they're TVA or um, variants and, you know, whatever. And uh, I guess, like, Sylvie goes into her own thing and like, you know, the other lady helps her out and tries her. Yeah. I don't know. Helps her out and shit. And they figure out that they're variants too, whatever. And then like, it's cool too. Okay. So like when he throws them back in that prison and Owen Wilson does his, his little like probing, which is not covert by the way, he is obvious. Like, I don't believe in any of this shit. (laughs) And then like, so they go into the, he goes back into the prison and he starts like, it's cool. In that moment, Mobius is trying to get like a lot really quick. Like he's trying to get Loki's complete trust after he kind of threw him in his hell. And he's like, can I fucking trust you? <laughs> like yeah. that. And then like, and it's cool because Loki and uh, Mobius have been developing this friendship and it, it shows true in that moment you know like this i feel i feel like loki may not betray him you know that kind of thing and obviously because at the very end of this episode well near the end he gets pruned he, yeah they reset him and loki's fucking sadness is so like okay so you see him it's so cool man so homeboy knows he's gonna get pruned and Owen wilson's like yeah i'd rather be right jet skis i probably yeah. was at this and they prune him and cut they, to, huh? Did, oh, they did prune him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They prune I, him. I, I know he made, I know he sacrificed himself, but I, 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 I don't remember if he did it to himself or if they did. They prune him, yeah. They prune him and they cut to Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston's fucking crying. Like Tom Hiddleston, right prior to getting, pr- Owen Wilson getting pruned, he is not crying gets pruned you look at his face immediately yeah. after that happens it's the cry and i thought of course naturally you know this is a, a take and all that bullshit but man the motion on him is like oh my god my best friend's just dead you know like holy fuck you know and i thought that was pretty good then you get to see the um the timekeepers and they're very goofy it's like chuck e cheese or some shit like that it's like he he just learned the importance of trust Mm-hmm. In that time cell, you know, that that some people will not forgive him. He fucking who knows how many times he apologized to Lady Sith. Yeah, and it just wasn't a thing. They had worked together for thousand for a thousand years or whatever, and she didn't put up with this shit. Now here comes Mobius, who's willing to give him another chance. You know, where he just was denied that chance a thousand times or whatever. And now he's got that chance, and this fucking dude loses it. Why? Because he trusted him. He put his trust in Loki and lost his life for it. And so, yeah. you know, so so now Loki's feeling that that responsibility. I think. Uh, well, I I think it's more you lost. It's all boiled up, right? He lost his friend. Yeah, too. yeah. Look, what a friend is somebody that you trust. You know, and yeah. now that he, he realized this is somebody that trusted me, that I could have trusted. Who could have helped me and ended up losing their life for it 
So they go into the timekeeper's cell, and it's like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic, animatro- anim- I don't know what I'm trying to say. Robots. Animatronic. Uh, I can't even say words. Um, representation of the timekeepers. They're fucking goofy as fuck, especially the guy with the mustache, like the guy from Lorax. He's like, oh, you guys. Hard I'm a timekeeper. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, a fucking fight scene happens. They've turned plot twist. We all knew this was coming. Yeah. They're robots, whatever. Then Loki is, it's cool. So everything's all said and done. I don't know why when, when Sylvie punches fucking lady, that he, she just thinks that's it, right? Whatever. Okay, cool. All right. And then Loki's trying to explain something that he himself cannot come to terms with because he figured out the nexus point what it was it was for the first time ever he i guess he fell in love yeah and so he's trying to explain that to her and she herself who's you know like can't imagine something like this she's in denial too you can kind of tell and so they're talking to each other and then he dies and then you're like what the fuck i was like <laughs> at that time at that episode that jack at that moment you had me i was like what happened? Like I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't believe it. They fucking got rid of him. But then cut to all right, all right. So right before the ending credits of this, she goes to beat her up, and then she threatened go. She go to reset her. She goes, go ahead and do it. And I'm like, what's ha- What is happening right now? Okay, so you want to prove? Okay, for all time, you're trying to destroy the TVA fucking pruning people left and right that's what she was doing every any chance she got she killed them pruned them whatever but here and now this is the time i'm not going to prune you You just killed my lover for the first time you know well this is somebody with knowledge now right but she said go ahead and prune me yeah now it's like okay she wants me to do that for a reason i'm not going to do it so what's okay? All right, all right. So because again, she she just because Sylvie also just learned that these three dudes are not the TVA. Okay, okay. somebody else. All right, and, and so now she's got the head, right? The or the mm. highest ranking okay. person available. Okay, and now she can get information. She's she's not useful to her dead or prune, so she really can't kill her. She right, right. little guards and stuff, and she would even keep a guard, you know, here or there to get information from them. But but here it's like, well, okay, if I prune you, I'm not gonna gain anything. Right? She had nothing to gain by pruning her. So when the lady says, Go ahead and prune me, do you think she's ready to be dead? No, I think she knows she knows where everybody ends up. And she had a temp hat on her, so she probably could have been able to come back. So no, no, no. What I'm saying is this. Oh, oh shit. When no, when the lady goes, go ahead and prune me. Do you think like the the main C whatever her fucking name the the judge lady the top lady, but she says go ahead and prune me. I don't care. Like, is she ready to be pruned? You think she's ready? No, she's not. She's. Do I think she's ready to go to the end of time? No, no. Okay, forget that. Like when at that moment, let's just pretend we don't know five. When she says prune me no but she knows five she knows what happens when you get pruned hmm, okay she so she then why why is she like, even trying to help her why doesn't she prune she me? wasn't trying to help her she was she was she remember she goes she ends up taking her kind of like uh, to stall for yeah. time 
until everybody else can get there. So she's not really trying to help her at all. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think it was written pretty well. I, 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 it's kind of hard to poke, poke holes in it. All right, let's get in the episode. Well, the, okay, so in the extra credit scene, Loki's alive. Plot twist. I don't think they should have put that in there. They shouldn't have. If if you're already watching up to episode four, you don't need a stinger for episode five. You don't. Yeah, I'm already hooked. You, yeah, you you already want to know what the fuck, right? Yeah. I think if episode five would have started with Loki on the floor waking up, I would have been like, "What?" You know, because everybody would have been speculating for a week, like, "What?" Well, they the shouldn't. Fuck. They shouldn't have released as many credits or uh, trailers as they did. They what they should have did is have false trailers of like Sylvie. Yeah, conquering shit yes. like so that when Loki dies, you think he's dead for a whole yes. week, and I shit, you know, and like people would be like, yeah, so Sylvie's gonna be the new Loki, and I mean that would have been a sentence out there, you know, that would have been cool, but they didn't yeah. do that. It was like when uh when Hulk was in Ragnarok, if they if they kept that a secret, I think everybody would have lost their fucking mind. I to this day out. wish. Like, same yeah. thing with Terminator, uh, Genesis. I wish they had kept certain things secret. They didn't. You know what I mean? Terminator 2, they should have kept it secret that Arnold's a bad guy Ar- still. Yeah, the, yeah, because the movie plays ambiguous. Like, you don't know which one's it, the, the good guy. Yes, the movie does guy. play that way, yeah. Until he says, get down. And, yeah. And then and John Connor says starts that. dancing. <laughs> raise the roof, Terminator, raise get the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no, so turn okay terminator five so uh let's talk about uh five all right so he wakes up there, wait just a second let me pause this shit real quick Good. all right oh shit i just fucked some shit up so all right so you got um loki's waking up loki's waking up and there's different variants of uh loki and this is kind of cool so you got a kid loki so he's young so we don't know so maybe he's from a timeline that's not like so loki's what a thousand years old this kid could be literally just 12 or 13 or whatever uh who knows how we don't know what rate they age right yeah and so you have an older loki and this is important later on and uh, you have, like, I guess, boastful Loki, who has, like, a fake hammer. <laughs> yeah. And as it turns out, they explain that the reset is, and it's, kind of, like, even when they explain it, I'm st- I still have questions. So when they reset, they reset, I guess, a, an object or an area, and it goes there. Yeah, it's almost like they're not pruning an entire reality, right? They're, but that doesn't make any sense, though. You know what I mean? Happening, it's happening locally. So it, it, we talked about this before. Um, it makes so sense that it's the universe. Goes, when Loki goes to, or when Sylvie goes to a place that's going to end up the same way as before, then there's no, there's no branch timeline, right? Even though she breathed in oxygen that wasn't supposed to get breathed in. and exo- Yeah, I, I hear you. Wasn't, whatever, right? It doesn't create a nexus event. You know, it, it maybe it maybe it branches off and then comes back because everything ends up the way it's supposed to. So when they go and they prune somebody from a timeline, so long as everything ends up the way it was supposed to end up. So like if you know, like if it was supposed to be X and Y and then D shows up, so long as they take out Z, X and Y remerges with the sacred timeline. 
right? I guess. So so that's why they, they're not they're not pruning entire realities, just whatever's not supposed to be in that reality. That doesn't make sense though, if you think about it. Right. Okay, so I agree. So, I agree because so Sylvie Sylvie's there. So you take her out of that reality. So what happens? That reality just carries on without See, a Sylvie. Sense, right? That, that exactly. makes sense that that reality keeps going on, but without that reality's Loki. You know, what what really it should have been like the moment she was born, you know, they should have reset it and then put her back to being a it male. should have obliterated the entirety of the they universe. Should have, yeah, the whole thing should be gone. Because yeah. the her, her whole time, her whole being basically was a Nexus event, right? Loki wasn't supposed to be born female or whatever and know about his lineage at an early age. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I guess the whole pruning thing is, is up in the air. It's still confusing. Yeah. yeah right. Because if you, if you prune an entire reality, you send that reality to the end of time, all the planets and all the beings and everything goes there. Yeah. And then, like, if you took out an Earth, you know, it, it just makes sense to take out the entirety of the reality. Yeah. So if Earth does something, you know? Yeah, this is Ooh. the only thing I didn't really agree with, sending things to the end of time. I think it should have been... Well, but then again, we don't know the powers of the person that is controlling everything. Or yeah, it looks like more like a technology thing it, as opposed yeah, to Yeah, right? So it's not, maybe they don't have that ability to do that maybe they're just eliminating threats but that would then create a ton of realities without certain things so maybe and that's just yeah, stupid so, so maybe those realities still exist but but this person is eliminating threats to themselves it might end up being a loki it, yeah it could be it could very well be you know what they're pushing hard in the trailers uh king the conqueror and i think this might be another subvert because um, because of Elias. Yeah, well, no, Eliath is doing his thing, right? And then you got Kang the Conqueror, right? And there's like several instances where it's Kang. And then if you watch the promo for the next episode, literally homeboy saying he's Kang the Conqueror. And I'm like, I Why think this is... This, dude, I'm, I'm avoiding trailers. I think it's a subvert, though. Okay. I think because they push, they keep pushing a... Di- so when Loki... Uh, could, be, the- could be a Loki that calls himself Kang the Conqueror. Could be. Old Man Loki comes out, right? Before this is even said, the theory was Old Man Loki, the guy like that we saw, yeah. he's actually the main bad guy. But we saw that he isn't. So, I mean, yeah, Kane, they're, push, they're pushing hard. I mean, I think that it's not. So, I think we're ready for another subvert of expectations. I don't know. But, like, resetting and pruning is so weird. That is a plot hole into itself. Again, it, it might be explained in the next one that they're not Hopefully. really that they're not really pruning realities; they're pruning threats. That makes more sense. Yeah, Ooh, I, I, I like I think, it. I think I think that would I think that would be it. I think um, it's so stupid that if I was a Loki, my my threat is me. That's not stupid because all the Lokis fought each other at the end of time. Yeah, but like, okay, so Iron Man all of them betrayed each other. Yeah, but like, like Iron Man's not a threat to Loki. Thanos isn't a threat to Loki. Fucking everybody's a threat to Loki. He'd be pruning left and right. There should be like 50 Thanoses, fucking 100 Iron Mans, a lot of Thors. Uh, Elioth, I thought was cool. The big cloud monster. That was pretty cool. Uh, I thought that was cool. Um, something that, can I, can I talk 
talk about the thing that I saw? Oh, yeah, let's go there. So We're in the, episode five. The older Loki, uh, he talks about how he avoided getting choked by Thanos. I was going to bring this up as well. By creating, by creating a clone of himself. A projection. A, projection, a perfect projection. A, a perfect projection. That even fooled the Mad Titan. I'm wondering if that's what Loki's going to end up doing when he goes back into the timeline. What do you mean? So I, my theory was that originally this Loki would um, like be working for the TVA, right? I'm thinking, well, by the end, he'll probably end up working for the TVA and, and, and just exist outside of time helping Mobius and the TVA. All right. Now I'm thinking he's going to go back into the timeline and maybe tell himself or convince himself or just remember, you know, like Marty sent, like Marty giving a letter to Doc Brown. Hey man, wear a bulletproof vest or something, you know, you're going to get shot. Okay. Okay. Now, now he's going to be like, Hey man, don't fucking go for the sacrifice play. Make a projection of you can do this, a perfect projection of yourself so you can survive. So, you know, okay. When he talked about doing that, I thought to myself this, I was like, well, I mean, okay. So this Loki's from, so the only difference here is that this Loki, other than looking the way he does, uh, does the thing with Thanos and then goes and does, you know, goes onto another planet, gets old and says, fuck it. I want to, I want to be with people. And then goes out. Who's to say that Loki didn't do that. Right. So like uh, my thought was our Loki from our timeline, you know, our the movies we watch, he's alive because why not? Like, like, fuck yeah, him, he could not? already be there. He could, uh, he, yeah. Loki could go and tell Thor, Hey, he's hanging out on this planet over here exactly that's what i thought and and if they take down the tva there's nobody to prune anybody anymore so and so when he misses his brother he could then oh wow they can pick another old guy oh that'd be great you you get to pick another old guy who goes and talks to his brother you know like so tom middleson could get out and then some other guy comes in right oh that's cool but that, hey, you know what? That's cool. So that, that it's a cool thing that you got young. So you got a young Loki, and he killed Thor. So that's who he oh. is. So what does that even mean? He's the leader because he killed Thor. Yeah. <laughs> they don't explain that shit. And he has some magical sword that's made of fire, which is kind of weird. Okay, so this sword is an enchanted sword made of fire. Gives it to um, Loki. Loki Prime. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Gives it to Loki, and now this is some shit. But in the same episode, he talks. Um, old man Loki goes, um, "What's his name? The Aleth, Aleth, Aliath, Aliath." Okay, he can't be destroyed with swords. You got to use sorcery. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? What's happening here? So, kid Loki's like, "Use this sword." I'm like, "Oh," and it's like, "Dun dun dun!" He got the sword. And then in the same breath, he's like, yes, throw the sword away. It's like, what the fuck did you even do that for? Well, I mean, he said you're going to need this. And he ended up needing it. I mean, he needed no, it to be able to distract Elias. It didn't work. But No, it didn't. But they bought them time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it was no. cool. It's from the comics. You know, I looked up what the sword is. It's from the comics. Yes. It's yes. a thing. Um, but it's not, it's actually not even a strong thing, but it's a thing. All right. So, okay. The chick prunes herself, right? Loki, Sylvie, whatever she prunes herself. You know, I went back on it. So she is Loki. 
she just changed her own name. Yeah. Okay. That that being said, I, I had several theories of an ego trip, but it's not. She just changes her name, so it's not an ego trip. Throws that out of the water, you know. Right. Of her being a superior Loki, whatever. So there's a there's a cute little scene between Loki and Sylvie. They're sitting in the they're sitting on the a hill, and, and then Loki's like he conjures a blanket, right? And he goes, It's cold. Yeah. And then she goes, Yeah, it is. And then he and then he creates more of a blanket for her. And then right. they have like a moment. Now, Loki can't get cold because of what he is. Right. She, she can't she get shouldn't. cold. She, she can't get cold either well, for what she is. But, but they're not they're not in their ice form though. No, no, they're, no. But still. But still, he can hold that fucking thing and not look like he, he doesn't have to take a form to fucking use it. He just shows off his form. No, what I'm saying is this. It's kind of cute because in his. Or maybe they're just using it as like they're pretending to be cold to. Yeah, it's cute because like it's like they forgot. So he's like, oh, hey, here's a blanket. And then her being the chick, she's like, yeah, I'm so cold, too. And so they're both like lying to each other. And, and I, I think that's what that moment is. I think because they're both not, they're not, they both know, they're both fucking cold people. I could, I, I, I could, you know, like dismiss, you know, them falling for each other because they're from different realities. But since you branch it back to the beginning, they have the same mom and dad. So they're more like brother and sister. True. <laughs> and when I started true. thinking of it like that, I was like, ah, uh, yeah, this gets weird. <laughs> it's it's true because they do have the same lineage, right? Except one yeah. became an X versus a Y. Yeah, well, was the X one was the Y? They're twins. <laughs> think about that. When you think about it like that, it gets it gets weird. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> they're not thinking that hard. That's why the whole time I was like, oh, they're different. They're from different realities, you know. Oh, I really okay, like but- those two together. And then when you said it that way, I'm like, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's a sound logic. When you say it that way, it's undisputable. Unless they have different moms or even then. Even but then, then the nexus is further back then, you know, the, the parent should have been pruned at that. So point. the nexus is really just an incest thing. <laughs> so whenever you have incest, the fucking nexus point. Pops so <laughs> you get it's supposed to happen in the timeline. Whoever's in charge is like, I don't like that. <laughs> it's it's fucking oh you're right dude i was so into this relationship until you said that oh, now i'm like oh. now i don't even think they can make that work you know but they are they're gonna go full board you already know they're gonna kiss their kids are gonna come out with like missing eyes or wow something. they're fucking alien people that have planet destroying durability you know what i mean dna is still dna do they have dna we don't fucking know well, they're fucking thousand year old beings we don't even know how old she is you know what i mean we don't really know how they're created either we don't we fucking do. well he's different from them though you've got the the ice people what the fuck they're like 18 feet tall you know what i mean yeah maybe they maybe they just like make a snowman and it becomes a baby yeah, dude. In, in, which case, in which case, we can kind of forgive the fact that they're twins. They are literally twins. Fraternal <laughs> twins. They are literally twins. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. 
Ezra. I, I heard theories that it's probably uh, Hella taught her stuff. I'm like, whatever, man. You guys are grasping, grasping, because there's nothing there. That'd be cool. That would be cool. We don't. Anyways, but, no, but you know what? No, because Hella, they'd have no, they have no memory of Hella. Hella was before them. Like mm-hmm. Hella was there, then she was sent to Hella. We Hell. fucking don't know the reality. We just don't. Who's to yeah, say Odin saves? Didn't know her and had never heard of her and don't remember her. No, that's no, that's Odin, uh, Loki, and them. But we're talking about Sylvia. Oh, maybe in that reality, Sylvie, you know, Hella stuck around a little bit longer. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. Sylvie Blue, Loki causes. Hey, it was um. The alligator Loki. I like that thing. Yeah. Eats up Loki for president's hand, you know, and then like he's like ah, and then like the scream lasts way longer than you would think because it's like ah, and then like there's another scene of them fighting and it's ah, so screaming. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was shot kind of weird, um, but I was down with it. I was, I was cool with it. I thought it was funny. This was I have to say, of all the episodes, this one was like whatever. In comparison to the fourth one, it, it set up a, a fucking high point. I thought I think four is its high point, and then right here is five. Like it, it goes like that, and then six will be kind of like that. I think. I don't think six will of, be a. Fu- I don't think that will be a house burner right there. Yeah, four four had a lot of um, threw everything on its head. Oh shit, dude! It was the climax, dude. It was yeah, quite it was, literally uh, the orgasm of the fucking thing, yeah, and then everything else is kind of cuddling. The whole reality they had built up, all the rules and everything, you know. It was a lie, and yeah. if you look at if you look at it as runtime, you just watch two movies, and at the very end, found out you know that Hydra's been running fucking Shield the whole time, <laughs> you know, and and yeah. and so I think it had it landed with that, you know. The, another reason why I'm glad it's a weekly, um, episodic thing, um, not like Netflix releasing everything all at once, because it gives you some time to. To cook and simmer in that, and, and maybe think? watch it again if you wanted to. Yeah, and which I have. I, I mean, like, like when we go to review this whole thing, it it's gonna be higher. I'm just gonna say it right now. Okay. I'm Babe Ruth right now, calling it. Because, like, I, I mean, I, I've been rewatching it quite a bit. You know, I, I mean, I would have to agree. I think this is doing a lot of what Thor one had to do, which is oh, kind yeah. of throw the Marvel Universe into this new space. Um, WandaVision was pretty limited to Wanda. Yeah. Um, and her ability and magic and the possibilities that that implies. Um, creating a couple of new characters and stuff like that. But, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, a pretty, uh, I mean, small by comparison story. It played um, it too safe. It j- it's just, uh, and that's so stupid to well, say. I like you got at the end. Yeah, I like that pretty they well. had the, 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 the Captain America, the original Captain America, right? Uh, whatever, but that was cool, but, but it got way too preachy at the end. I think it could have told what it wanted to tell without having to be, too, be so on the nose about it in, in its dialogue and exposition. Yeah. Um, All right. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, like I've watched a lot of these episodes over and over again. Like this clips though, and I have to say that like uh, I didn't do that with the other ones. This world builds in a weird way. Right. I mean, I mean, 
as far as I can tell right now, there's no big overarching themes you can just draw into the main universe. Like there's no main villain yet. Like, like you had a Thanos, right? So right. unless they're, they're propping Kang the Conqueror as the main bad guy who's behind the scenes, you know, it's kind of cool because like, so it, it's almost like a thing in which like, we're the, uh, we're the people who didn't know who Thanos was. So when you're watching the, the Avengers and all that shit, we don't know who, who think like, we know that Thanos is a thing, but, but people who are watching it for the first time, watching these, these, these movies, they don't know who the fuck that is. So here we are again, right? And you're making these shows and we don't know who the main bad guy will be. Yeah. Um, it, like I you, mean, you don't feel it. I would, I would hope they start building towards whatever that's going to be. I think they did with this. Maybe this is it. Maybe uh, Kane the Conqueror is the thing. Which kind of feels weak though, you know? Yeah, it I doesn't, don't know so much about him. Uh, no, yeah, he doesn't have the same gravitas as say like um like uh like a Thanos. Like Thanos is literally like if you read comics, you got a Thanos was yeah, that yeah. was one of those things that you go back and read every once in a while because it was so cool. So that's a legit move. If they okay, so here's the thing: they they have they they uh, they bought up Fox, right? So they own X Men and, and uh, all the other properties. So they, they have to start transitioning those things, those properties in. So I I mean I think the big push would be if it was Doctor Doom. I I think that if you if you position Doctor Doom as the main bad guy at the end of Loki six and all these faints and everything happening, you would fucking blow everyone's mind because like it opens an entire universe right there. The yeah. buzz would be fucking cosmic. Kane the Conqueror is so stupid. We, like it's just we thought they were gonna do well, I thought they were doing that in one division, right? I think they yeah. kind of threw that curveball at us when they had um fox the speedster so, yes yeah. well um, maybe they're baby stepping that shit in yeah we don't know if ralph maybe ralph really is the quicksilver from fox but just he had been I mean, hiding fuck, his ralph when you in a world where you have alligator loki yeah <laughs> i mean who's to say that the x-men didn't happen yeah so but i mean it happened and it, and it gotten pruned yeah, so like other than Thanos, the only person who has enough clout, enough like gravitas to themselves is Dr. Doom. And Dr. Doom isn't like powerful in the same way Thanos is, right? He's just like that guy who just gets everything done and wins. Like he wins a lot. Like Thanos kind of wins and then loses. In fact, that's one of his failing devices. Thing, yeah. yeah, is losing. Kind of like what they reappropriated for Loki. He always loses. But Thanos' thing is losing. Like, that's literally what Adam Warlock beats him on. He goes, hey, look, you want to lose. That's why you lose. That's why I'll always win. So, that aside, Dr. Doom isn't, I want to lose. I always lose. Dr. Doom wins. No, it just so win. happens that we beat him every once in a while. Like, he wins, like, all the time. I... My problem is, well, they always try to tie, and I, I don't know if this is a movies thing, they always try to tie Doctor Doom's origin to the Fantastic Four. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong, Doctor Doom was a thing before the Fantastic Four. 
And he's like their villain. He yeah, is yeah. like I'm not saying in comic books. I'm not just I'm not saying, but like in continuity, he had already been Victor Von Doom from Latveria trying to trying to run his country. He is his own thing, but I mean it's kind of like the Joker. You can't have a Batman without the Joker. You yeah, can't I, have I, a f- I get that. I get that. But would it be okay if we had Doctor Doom existing in the Marvel universe before we see the Fantastic Four? I would love that tremendously because Doctor Doom is like he's he's Thanos, man. They're like he like dude, he this fucking guy in every universe is terrible. Like he's always conquering shit. It literally in the ultimate universe, it got to a point where like um Ben Grimm, like the thing, he has a conversation with him. He says, Look, in every reality, you're a bad guy and you win. Um, it's not this one. And then he crushes his fucking head because because that's what happens. That's what he does. And and, it, and then when they do convergence, guess what? Doctor Doom is top. He's, he's always the guy. Doctor. Yeah, he's always the guy who wins. Like in, in um in Secret Wars, guess who's Doctor Doom's in Secret Wars, and he doesn't even seem like he's the main villain. And then he does. He takes over Galactus, creates some kind of a fucking mirror thing, takes over the Beyonder, and he's like a god. And like that's it, and they have to defeat him. And that and that's that's Doctor Doom in a nutshell. He like always wins. So I mean, he's a really good bad guy. Thanos gets a lot of cred because they did the Vinny Gauntlet and all that bullshit. Yeah. But like, if you want a master strategist, a fucking guy, literally, there's a comic where like Doctor Doom's so fucking badass and Convergence. There's another guy who's equally hardcore, and he's Doctor Doom's right hand man. Guess who it is? Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. <laughs> 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 that's how badass he is he's like so secretive he's he's in everything so like i mean like if you want that if you want main bad guy it's dr doom and but I don't, I don't know i'm cynical i don't think they have the writing chops for that i've said this before in the episode one i hope i fucking hope it's dr doom yeah dr doom i, I feel like you're right he should be an overarching villain he should be a phase villain he yes, he's the Thanos. He's the next Thanos. Yeah, because uh, the the other movies played him small. You never really got a sense of how awesome. I know. He was. Here you got this um, like it's like the, if imagine Thanos and Thor one. Oh, he, like, was, he was a, he was a tech mobile. The fuck yeah. on that, you know? Yeah, I always liked the other one where he had the resources of a country. Yeah, at his disposal. No, he's better than that, dude. He's better than yeah, that. That, you that, put that him, too. You put him on a planet. Yeah, he's, he just takes over. Like, that's what he does. That's in every reality. That's what he does. Like, he'll connect to another reality just to take it over. That's, yeah, that's all that, he ever does. It is, and his long game was never is never to fight one-on-one, which is what the what, what they always put him in in the movies. He's always been, okay, we're going to fight now. Where, uh, again, he should be a guy pulling the strings. He is. And he's not like a guy who's out there to fight you and which in every movie that he's in, he's fighting. That's not Dr. Doom. Yeah, that's although, Dr. Doom. although he is powerful, but but that's not his thing. And it's like again, you, you, I think you mentioned the Joker. You know, the cool thing about the Dark Knight was the Joker says, did you think I was going to risk the soul of Gotham, the battle for the soul of Gotham in a fist fight with you? 
like that's not what I'm about. I'm not a brute strength fighter guy. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm somebody that can set up these situations to to really yes, talent. yes. Yeah, and like that's that's what makes him such a good villain. It's like like he can fight, whatever, but that's not like ever in any comic, that's what he does. He right. just like manipulates things to the point where he's he's on top. And and that's and that's the and that's the basic part of the comic is you trying to fucking defeat the guy who already won. And that's and that's that, every comic. I think that's even scarier, you know. Uh and I think that as an audience member, you get a greater feel for the stakes when all of your main characters are really fighters, right? Their powers are about fighting and this and that. Now it's somebody that you can't defeat with brute strength. You need no. to you need to outwit it. Yeah, and like that's that's in every situation. That's what it was. It, you had to outwit him in some weird way. In fact, I think it's like the only thing that beats Doctor Doom is Doctor Doom at the very oh, end of uh, Convergence. I think it was a critical drinker. He reviewed uh, like a quick shot about um, Independence Day, and he said that the, I love the, the fact that we watch the same YouTube videos and we don't even talk yeah. about it. I've never talked about Critical Drinker with you or on the podcast, well, you but we both is, watch right? it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, me, Fabelto. I, I, really, I really like his takes. Um, oh yeah, but uh, but but his take on Independence Day was they build up these stakes because they're fighting them, they're fighting them, and they're always losing the entire time. You know, it's just this ominous threat and people are dying and you're losing characters and cities are going down it was in done in a way that you've never seen it before so where we're at the end where you finally get like a glimpse of hope you're excited you're like the little small victories become really big but even though they get the victory of okay they got the shields down they're still getting their asses kicked yes like, even then even then it's, it looks like it's a sacrifice play yeah it's just like we're, we still we're we got what we wanted the plan everything worked the way it's supposed to work and we're still fucked you know and uh i think uh mm -hmm. no phil mento talks about counters right emotional emotional counters where you're you're like excited and then all of a sudden there's dread and i don't know if, i don't know if he's broken down independence day but there's a scene where the missile gets through and everybody's like yeah the missile got through and then a fucking shit ton of fighters comes out of the sky off frame. You know, you see the explosion, you're all excited with everybody. And then the fighters come down and all of a sudden you're like, fuck, they still got to fight these guys. now." You know, so and it's like, uh, it, like victory is hard fought, hard fought, so, you know? So somebody like doom or the Joker kind of puts you in a situation where brutes now it's different, right? Brute strength, which is what everybody's good at is not going to be the thing that wins the day. Yeah. It's each char each character, each character, yeah, the entirety of the Marvel universe is about fighting. Like, yeah. never once is there a thing in which, well, I mean, like, they, and like they don't. Well, Doc, yes, yeah, yeah. Doctor and, Strange, uh, the fight with like, Yeah, they, I have to say, I, him, but you know, it was still a fight up until that point. But like when he fought Dora Mamu or whatever, fight, he's Dora fighting Mamu. an entire dimension. Yeah, and he beats him with his intelligence. You know, right. not like not his like power and it's kind of cool if you think about it because like they're setting this up to be dr strange's gig more magical and if you think about it dr doom is a magic guy that is his thing he he believes in science and magic magic's his thing and he knows a lot about magic so i mean it's it's crazy to even say that because he's such a scientist but like if you read a lot of dr doom whenever dr doom's in a comic a lot of the shit that he does there's magic associated with him through and through and it's not like he 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 does like magic as a 
like a like a fake it's science to him and yeah. he learns everything so he's like a doctor strange equivalent you know so like that well it seems like a lot of this next phase is magic you know what i mean like you got your stuff but it's more magic oriented yeah i i mean we're talking up a good game for dr doom and i really want it now more than ever before <laughs> i i had thought it but i never really thought about it you know until i started talking about it and i was like jesus christ dude, they keep putting um what is it king the conqueror king the conqueror oh uh, in your hit face the high evolutionary in your face these are fucking like the b b team like when you're talking like bad guys you've got thanos galactus fucking yeah. Doctor Motherfucking Doom, and that's about it, really. Everyone else is kind of whatever. Maybe a Nihilus, if anything. But even then, he's like whatever. It's always been Doctor Doom has always been at the top, next to Thanos. Like he had just Thanos, Doctor Doom, King Gizzard. Well, I'm wondering what would bring in the Eternals. Because supposedly the, what the fuck would bring in the how many Eternals comic books do you own? I know, I know. Exactly. And that's the problem. I, I, they're, they're, they're building it up like that's going to be the next thing. I think I read so it's somewhere. Got, gotta be, it's got to be a threat that would draw them in too. I, I mean, think. look, my, my catch-all is Dr. Doom. Blah. Of course. You're talking about a guy who converges all the universes. You're talking about a guy who like takes over a god. Like, not even a god, a thing that doesn't even exist in our reality. He just sticks it over. Just because he just kind of figures it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Whatever on that. I'm just saying, like, the Eternals, it's like, what brings them into the fight as, like, I don't know, maybe because, well, like, Iron Man's gone? I don't know. Well, that, that, well, that, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. What I'm, well, what I'm getting at is what's a villain or a force or whatever that would draw them into the story? I know. If not Thanos, who would, right? Right. But I mean, like, right, yeah. but that's just bad writing onto itself if you think about it, because like, there is nothing, right? Because like, okay, so Doctor Strange takes on the raw Ramu, right? And he could have fucking ended reality, but Doctor Strange took him out. Lucky, but the turn, but like knowing the Eternals, I mean, like maybe they should have fucking intervened there. Thanos comes and dicks out half the universe. What they fucking thought they that wasn't necessary. I mean, fuck, whatever. They must have agreed with them. So like, it's like, what? I mean. It's going to be one of those situations where, you know how you watch Justice League and or any Justice League movie because it's all the same universe? What the fuck is Superman doing at this time? Yeah. Like, for instance, when you see Aquaman, he's fighting and shit like yeah, that. Man. Superman's still around. Or even before then, like, <laughs> hey, there's a fucking universe down there. Like, I mean, he can see everything. You know what I mean? It's not like Superman can't see it. So what's the Man of Steel doing while all this shit's going on? I don't know. You froze for like ten seconds. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I kept on going. I, I, I didn't even notice you freezing. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Well, so I, I think you were. I, I think you were talking about like, uh, you know, if the Eternals were chilling the whole time, right? Yeah, it's gonna be bad writing because, like, when you have Justice League, what the fuck was happening? This is it's the Superman problem. What's well, Superman doing? So, I think what the I think what what I what I've read is that they don't know they're Eternals. Something, oh, because they keep dying? Yeah, that they're living their lives kind of as regular people, not knowing that they're Eternals. And then something is going to awaken them 
that wasn't they, the end what, of half the universe i don't know yeah and well that had to have been it i mean that makes sense right though if Thanos snaps his fingers and, and there you go they come back they're like what the fuck oh like they were gone yeah no they, they were around doing their thing being human and all of a sudden Thanos snaps his finger and they're like oh shit we're eternals and then like that that was the the thing that brought him back the that you brought know? him back the, the, yeah. well, it'd be the second snap right yeah, it'd be the second step. I, I, I really I really don't want them to bounce around in time anymore. I, I don't yeah. like it when they do stories in the past. Because then um, it becomes a thing. Like I'm saying, it's the Superman paradox. Like, if this shit's happening, what's Superman doing? Yeah, there's that problem. There's the, the continuity problems yeah. that, that they start building into their own shit. Um, I mean, they got away with it in Captain America, but, but it was because they knew they were going to do that. Yeah, they knew they were it was so them. new. Yeah, well, that was the fifth movie in the universe, right? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, but but, like Captain Marvel going back and doing that. Uh, uh, okay, what else? It's stupid that like Captain Marvel. Don't even get me started on that because like, you got your whole planet, shit's happening. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. These people don't have help. Like, I mean, like, so you got America, right? America. And I'm like, I can help America, but Africa needs help. I mean, like, this sounds stupid. You know, like, you would help your homeland first and then everyone else. But whatever. Well, yeah. especially since she can travel stupidly fast. <laughs> I know, right? Well, not just that. They have the technology in, in their area with, you know, all the creed and everything. Yeah. To, to warp time and space like i mean to go through portals so speed plus that that thing that her speed plus that she should be at earth in an instant yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. because she could but, travel faster than the fucking time. whatever the fuck yeah whatever <laughs> whatever yeah yeah cat marvel paradox is there because it's like superman i'm like what the fuck she should have she could have been able to show up help and then go back to whatever the fuck she was doing they wouldn't have missed her for 30 minutes. Yeah. But like, why didn't she help with Thanos? When Thanos goes and destroys New York City, New York City, when Loki invaded the first time. Yeah. Well, maybe she didn't know. Yeah, the fuck, right? He had the pager. He had the pager. Like, what the fuck? Maybe he set the pager out, right? The page out. And by the time she got there, shit was already done. Yeah, that, that maybe. Maybe. No, but then, like, okay, so she's supposed to be, like, a cop, right? So wouldn't she, like, investigate? Like, whoa, let's find out the Chitauri. I'll go find out. And then kill everybody involved with this. I mean, she doesn't know about Thanos. Like, so Thanos is going around killing planets and shit. She, well, you know what? We was, went into another tangent. Well, Why and, did, yeah. Yeah. She, so the 80s, right? So you're saying, okay, so Gamora. Well, the little- should have been, like, you know, like, Hey, you know that thing that gave you your powers? Guess what? It's awake now, and it's doing crazy shit. Maybe you should come over here. Maybe you got some insight, you know, since your powers or, are based or, or on this the, fucking no, no, no. thing. So she makes a big deal about the reason I couldn't save Earth is because I'll save another planets, right? Okay, fine. So in the 80s, when she has all this power, by the way, and she finds out, you know, I have this power. So Gamora's planet, right? So she's like in the 80s. This is going on in the 80s. Gamora's planet gets half. And, like, it seems to be that Thanos is... This isn't his first fucking planet. He's been doing this for a while. Uh, 
maybe you should fly your fucking ass over there and do something. Or I don't know, the Korean. All she had to do is fly through their ships. Exactly. Exactly. Because she did that with. Okay, so when when they're fighting with they in, in Endgame, they're fighting with that one ship. What does she do? She just goes right through the ship. Yeah, like nothing, like fucking nothing. So the Cree. Okay, so say, all right. Here's your argument. The Cree, the Cree can't. Uh, no, no, she can't be everywhere at once. But the Cree are. The Cree's finding out shit. Things are happening. A Ravager would have said something. Somebody would have said something. And, and like you got all this power to fly through ships and shit. Fucking shit, man. Rona the accuser is destroying planets. Where is she? <laughs> it's the Superman paradox. Really, what they should have done in the 80s, this is what they should have done. She was in some tiny vortex. She couldn't yeah. get out. Yeah. yeah. Like they shouldn't create a character like that. It's just no. stupid writing. It's I want to be woke. I want to be a powerful character. It's just dumb. Because every time something happens, where the fuck is she? And it's like, oh, she doesn't know everything. I'm like, so the Cree who have established a civilization across the galaxy, they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They know about some planets getting destroyed by Ronan the Accuser, but they're not going to do anything. But she could. She could do something. And she did. And she did do something. <laughs> when, when, when they came to Earth, she fucked up like three of their ships. Yeah. Whatever. So there you go. So whatever on that, I mean, what the fuck are they even going to do with Captain Marvel too? You know what I mean? Well, I don't. I don't is, is Brie Larson still working for the MCU? Yeah, dude, she makes YouTube videos all the time. She needs attention. But is she still part of the MCU? I, dude, I don't Ms. know why. Mar Ms. Marvel, Marvel Two is coming out. out. Well, what? the Marvels, right? Yeah, Captain Marvel Two is coming out. That's coming out. They're not getting rid of that property. What they should do, and this would be bold is have an entire adventure with her in it kill her i mean like it it's fucking dumb dude to have a character like that out there it's like how is she not doing things why isn't she doing anything she's just too powerful like it makes sense to have a powerful character that can't travel fast yeah you're that solves everything she, but she could tra travel faster than that ship without the ship exactly exactly the, uh endgame implies that she carried that ship back to earth exactly tony stark was dying when she found him mm -hmm. and she still got him back fast enough to prevent him from finishing dying say tony stark on the best day of his life dying he can last three days let's just say three days she still took from because they went so far out it took three days. Let's just say three days. It took her three days from the randomest part of the fucking galaxy. Light years away. Yeah. Fucking far. Dude, they were far. They said that. They said that in Endgame. We're so far away from the nearest civilization. Blah, 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 blah. And then they get to Earth like in three days. I'm just saying three days because that's ridiculous. He was on. He was about to die. Like literally about to die. I'm giving him three days. We both know. It was an, a matter of seconds because he was about to die. Yeah, it was a couple. He minutes. died. He, he was, was like this. He was letting. It, he was letting go. Well, he was letting go. And then she puts the blanket on him, and there she is. And then she's back on Earth. So it had to be within like an hour or two. Yeah. But I say three days, regardless of that her means, pushing that ship there. 
exactly. So now, she has- now the only way out is maybe she was accompanied by a ship, by like a tow ship or something like that, or Regardless. something that could have pulled the ship through space time or not through, through time, but but through uh, whatever the the hyper jumps that they do or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but how did she know that he was there? But she doesn't know about Thanos tearing up half of the fucking um, tearing yeah, that's, that, that's weird too. But no, no, no. So when Tony Stark is like floating around, right? How does she know he's right there? I, I, I assume he puts a distress signal. I guess, right? I mean, I, she just yeah. Like, but at that point, I mean, half the universe is sending out a distress signal, right? I think everybody's yeah. kind of freaking out at what just happened. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't you know? have made a character who can move that fast. Like, you could give her the powers. Give her all those powers, right? But they shouldn't have made it so she can fly across the universe like that. Because, like, then it gets to be like, what the fuck were you doing when Thanos was killing people the old-fashioned way? Yeah, it would have been better if uh, if they had set the ship to, like, some kind of sub-light or sub, like, light speed or something where, like, it comes out of its light speed near Earth but they're all fucked up and just in the ship and not able. And then to she it. brings it to Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's or did somebody finds it or something, or it just barely gets through reentry. And yeah. they're like, "Hey, there's something fucking coming through the atmosphere. We don't know what the fuck it is." And but like, okay, so in Captain Marvel, in Captain Marvel one though, in that movie where she's she's moving the um, the scrolls. I, I mean, they're 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 saying that she moves that fast. I, they don't establish her speed, so that's kind of wonky. But it, yeah, right though. In Endgame, they fuck it up because he, she's there and then she gets it there. That's how. So like with Thanos in the eighties, in the eighties, I'm just giving it conservative. Maybe Gamora ages one year and she's an adult. You know what I mean? But that but that's that's my timeline though. So she he's killing half a planet, right? With Gamora. Right, well, she's like a little girl. I would assume the eighties, right? Because that's where, you know, like uh, Quill was taken. He was taken in the eighties. That's why he has a lot of music in the in the seventies and eighties. So, because he watches David Knight Rider, then that's right. in the eighties, right? That's <laughs> so he's in the eighties. So Gamora, either they're the same age. I mean, regardless. Well, even in twenty, uh, I think twenty eleven or twenty twelve is when the first Galaxy t- takes place. Yes, Gamora's out there. Yes. And they're they're annihilating people at that time. Exactly. So at least from there to when she was a child, they've been doing this shit. Well, maybe they have like a maybe maybe Captain Marvel two. You know what? If I was the writers of Captain Marvel two, I would have to I would have a, to come up with the MacGuffin on why she was not doing anything for that entire time. It's like it's like okay, so I'm because she's really fast. So and she gets. So I hear people are dying and I have the power to stop it, right? And because of that speed. So it's like here I have ultimate power, right? And right now I hear something that's happening right here. I go like this, I solve it. So they have to come up, dude. Then they gotta do a movie to explain why this big plot hole exists in another movie, and that just feels pointless. It it does feel pointless, but they created that. I mean, like, I'm pretty confident no one really gives a shit. Because honestly, I didn't give a fuck until we started talking about it. And I was like, what the fuck has she been doing this entire time? Because you asked about the Eternals. And I was just like, hey, what the fuck are they doing this whole time? We came up with the loophole. They're dead. They they don't know. Well, and that's why, that's why 
I'm hoping that the stories that they come out with are at the end of the timeline moving forward and aren't relying too much on the past. And if they are, that they're doing their fucking homework and asking all the kinds of questions that the fans would ask, you know, about like, well, what about this or what about that, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, the, because the Russo brothers did a really good job. Why didn't Tony find all of secrets, all of Shield, uh, all of the Hydra oh. secrets in in you know when he fucking hit the 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 helicarrier right? And he was like, and you know, in thirty minutes I'll have all of Shield's dirty secrets. And so, well, because they kept all their shit off of the server. Okay, they're in that bunker in Winter Soldier. Yes, right? yes, and that thing is cut off. It's like yes. the closed circuit television line. You know, that, you know what's you know what's funny about that is that wasn't a question in my mind. No. You- I, you feel- ah, people brought it up all the time and i'm like in winter soldier they go to this bunker and the bunker is disconnected from everything <laughs> all of that knowledge is there you know when it leaves there it leaves as a shield thing you know but everybody kind of knows with the wink and a nod you know hell hydra right but yeah, that something works. like that the russo brothers are they're really careful. I'm sure they fucked up here and there, but God damn it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of continuity there. Right. But, but they're really careful to, to avoid those types of holes in their stories. They're really good at writing. And I think it's because they play off of each other because they're brothers. So they don't yeah. have any fear of saying, Hey, I think that's stupid. So when you have things like Captain Marvel, it's like, there's a lot of fear going on writing that. So they don't like, there's no like, Hey, what about this? What about that? And they should have that person there. When you're when you're well, writing nerd continuity, too, you know, huh? and, and you know, you and I, when we dig into things, we learn from each other, we learn each other's perspective. Exactly. We, we were thinking one way, and then all of a sudden, oh shit, you're right. You know. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping, you know, it, well, I'm not hoping, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what it is, that they're bouncing the ideas off of each other and throwing things out and and keeping each other in check. Sorry, what were you saying? That, that, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that Captain Marvel, man, it really infuriates me now that I think about it. Because we went from Eternals to Captain Marvel. And then, like, I'm like, fuck, yeah, you're right, dude. There's a lot of Captain Marvel. It's the, it's the Superman paradox. Like, what the fuck? What were you doing while this was happening? You know what I mean? Like, talk about the fate of the world. What yeah, were you doing? And, and with Loki, you can ask, well, what was the TVA doing when, when you know, when, when people are using the time stones? That's supposed to happen. Exactly. They, the they solved that in of, one stroke. The time stone is part of that universe. And it's exactly. It, no, even, even when Loki uses logic, he goes, well, shit, I wouldn't have done this if they hadn't traveled back in time. But then, then they said, well, no, so oh, he's supposed, they're supposed to travel in time. What the Avengers did, they're supposed to do. I was they're like, damn. Back and forth. Even though, even though it's a cop out, hey, you wrote for it, you know, yeah. and that's the way it is. And I think that's what you need to do. And that's why whoever the writers are for Loki, they're really, you know what though? Episode five was written by a Rick and Morty uh, writer. Really? Yeah. And like, I, okay. You remember earlier, I think episode two, you were saying, are they influenced by Rick and Morty? Oh yeah. (laughs) You have a Rick and Morty writer. Well, well, it's funny because if they're bringing that mentality there too, uh, there was a 10 things that, that you might have missed video that I, I decided to watch. Yeah. Uh, there's a Thanos helicopter. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I and didn't know it was a thing. I didn't see it either. Had in the comic books, he had had a helicopter, a yes, yellow he did. He in the sixties, yeah. And they put it in the show. They um, did that, which brought that into continuity. Yeah, well, multiverse continuity or multiverse. exactly, but yeah, it but brings still, it that's in. Cool. That's still cool. it is. You know what's cool though is like this. Okay, if you're bringing talent from Rick and Morty, then that means you watch the show and watch the show you acknowledge yeah. the value there yeah and the writers of rick and morty aren't like they're not like they're not like writers they're like the proof the nerds we want them to be they watch all of pop culture and they see everything so when they write these fucking stories they're using pop culture and turning it on its end so they've seen the thing in all different ways and the writing in rick and morty are so strong and powerful that they create these little narratives that like encompass these high concept sci-fi things so like at one view you're like oh it's funny that's yeah, a funny thing but in another view you're like oh that shit's solid i can see why the, there's a lot of plot holes and a lot of, of things so then you okay bring it back to episode five right. and you got the writer from rick and Mort- not like the main uh, one but a writer but somebody that's a in that room and ask those questions yeah exactly and like i'm like shit dude if they're starting to incorporate rick and Mort- like i could give a fuck if you get a, some guy who wrote shakespeare but you get a rick and morty drop right sci-fi jesus christ dude you have upped your level you you got somebody you shouldn't have got and i think this is a fucking fluke the fact that they got that guy is a fluke because they couldn't i mean like if this is a thing if this is truly a thing captain marvel would never have been made the way it was because like this guy like to write a Rick and Morty, like they don't just get random people. They get people who comprehend the source material in all ways, you know, like, because when you watch an episode of Rick and Morty, the continuity is there, even though there is no continuity. That's how powerful the writing is. You're like, yeah, that character would do that. Yeah, that character would do that in this situation, even though the situation has changed like right. to the to, to the highest extent. So the fact that they have this writer and they're doing this episode, I mean, like, fuck, what's next? You know what I mean? Like the fact that he put his foot there, he could have said things that could echo things, you know, for later on. You know, I don't know, man, but if they got Rick and Morty power, dude, Jesus. You're for a fucking... Yeah, because Rick and Morty, it plays with the whole idea of the multiverse too. And they got a lot of rules that they got to follow within their shit. They don't. They know, but they don't though. That's the thing though. They they take a sci-fi concept and flip it on its head and then they 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 attack it on multiple angles right so like for instance like the 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 concept of a purge right they make that a joke but it's there and then they attack it at different angles like they create little situations where you're like oh yeah i didn't really think about that in the purge you know as i'm watching that movie but they they watch that movie and they create these things what would happen if iron man was there because he's rick right so of course he has the the powers of like i mean just shit dude but there's a lot of little things when they make fun of the avengers right they make fun of the tropes of the avengers and they create an original idea like so the ghost train guy he fucking dies and he uses ghost trains to fight people i mean (laughs) that's just a stupid thing but they looked at comics and made a parody that does not exist it literally is a parody of a comic 
but does not exist. Million ants, that's a nothing. That's a nothing thing. That doesn't exist in any form, but they did that as a parody. You know what I mean? Christian Slayer is like the fucking random guy who's like Star-Lord. He's just a random guy. You know, I basically like they just constantly create these sci-fi tropes and turn them on their head and they fully understand the concept of what they're doing. In fact, the the train, the train, the the train thing where, where they fuck up the entirety of narrative and story. You know, they understand the concepts of the hero's journey and everything. And they just create like a train that's some kind of a a thing that relates to capitalism at the very end. I mean, dude, these guys aren't like like writers who are just like they're like hot, like you got black belts, and, and they're fucking dragon lords. And that's why I think that's why the, their episodes take so long to make. It's not the animation, it's the it's the story. Yes. yes. They want to make sure that what they're trying to say in there, that they're saying it right. And they're saying it in a way that jives with their, with their logic and, and yeah. their own point of views and not falling into a trap like, you know, going woke and creating, you know, trying to, trying to create the first female-led superhero movie. Oh, and by the way, make her the most OP character in the MCU. And then create this giant plot hole in the middle, in the middle 20 years of your, of your timeline. Um, where now they got to try and find a way to fucking clean it up. Yeah, you know, if they had had people ask the questions, why are we do? What are we trying to say with this? What's our message, or what's the, you know, what what is the thing that we're doing here with this? Besides trying to beat Wonder Woman to to the first female action movie or something like that, or the female, yeah. the first female comic book, it's not. No, it didn't. It didn't work out. So if you got people in the writing room that are thinking like that and asking those questions. Some people might be pissed off. They might they might be uh, they might be like, God damn it, why are they fucking asking these questions? But at the end of the day, it's gonna make their story stronger. It does, and that's why that's what. Yes, I mean the best things in life come from strife. You know what I mean? Like you don't have an America without a war for peace. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a constitution without a bunch of people yeah. arguing about it. You know, like the best things in the universe is like through some explosive thing. You know what I mean? Like you don't have planets without like balls of gas merging into a sun. You know what I mean? Like, like everything. And then like you take it to these stories, right? Like they have to be fighting these things out. And like, I mean, like the train episode, although I didn't really enjoy as much as the other episodes. I mean, that is a very powerful episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like you look at that and you're like, it's goofy. It's funny. But like, they turned concepts into a story. You know what I mean? Like the very concept of, of a thing into a story. And I, I don't even know how to explain the thing that they did. You know what I mean? So it's like, I could see it. I'm like, wow. Like they, they encapsulated a concept and they made that a thing into a, they, they, they reverse engineered it, you know? And I'm right. like, oh shit. And so like the fact that this guy is a writer in, in episode five, and by the way, in episode, I was like, whatever. I mean, the fact that they have talent out there, they are very cognizant of uh, multiple timelines, people like that. So, and I, I, I theorize that they got him because he's on Rick and Morty. So like, they were like, yeah, we'll do that. Cause you know, timelines, it's the same kind of thing. I don't think they understood what they were doing when they did it. 
it's just too bad that the episode didn't land the way it should have. Because I don't think episode five ends in a way where I'm like, oh, like not like episode four. Episode four ends. I mean, that ends, but like it's a really good episode. I mean, it really is there. There's a lot of good instances. Episode five, really, there's nothing like. Well, you don't hear that. You don't hear the music. You know, we we uh we don't know the full context of episode five, right? I think episode it's there. Five, well, I, I think what well, we have the pretext, what came before, but we don't know what what episode six is going to do, right? Yeah, but that's not that's not a thing in which, like, because I know the next episode, that makes that episode better. When I'm watching episode four, I didn't know what the future was for this episode. It was still that good. And now that I have episode five, four is still good. Episode four could have had a lot of people at the end of their arcs, you know? Mobius finally, you know, realizing he's part of this machine. Yes. And 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 deciding to to leave it. You know, he's taking the red pill and and deciding to go outside, you know, and and gives his life for his friend. Could have ended right there. I agree. You know. Um Loki too, almost, you know, coming coming to grips with having a connection with somebody, an intimate connection with somebody. Yeah. You know. Uh um and then dying. Yes. You know, that, that, that could have been the end of his arc too. He uh-huh. lived his whole life fucking people over, not having any real connections to anybody, and then finally had a real connection with somebody and, and, and was trying to help them and paid the price for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sylvie bringing down the TVA, that could have been, that could have been the end of the TVA. If, if they hadn't pulled the rug out and those three had been the TVA, that could have been them dying, right? So episode four almost could have been the end of the story but it does keep going and it, it, it doesn't in a good way. Episode five and six could be companion pieces to each other. You know, That's the way, true. The way That's that true. five ends, there's something else to do. There's more questions to be answered about this end of time that we did not know existed in episode four. We didn't know it was a thing. So it's almost like this is the third part of a trilogy, you know, and, and episodes five and six are going to be that third movie. Um, creating this new conflict this new conflict being hey there's this thing at the end of time and there's somebody on the other end of it you know we thought the main bad guy was dead turns out they're not there's somebody else pulling the strings let's go find out who the fuck it is so for predictions of six to make this show good where do we want to see loki at the end of it right when we first watched episode one we were like, where do we want Loki? We even talked about that. And I, I don't know where we landed. So could, here we are. Could he, could he reinsert himself after Loki dies? And basically reinsert himself to now? Of course he could. I mean, duh. That, that's a, well, he could pick a time. Yeah. Where should he go? Yeah, he could. It wouldn't make sense to jump it. I mean, they can make... You can do whatever you want, honestly. He has all that power. With that little... Tempad is all that power. I would want Loki to well, and and now they wrote it in that the Tempad runs out of power, right? Yeah, but I mean, like you just go take a trip to the TVA if it's still if it's still there. Mobius the power... goes to TV. He, Mobius says, "I'm going to burn it all down." It goes to TVA. Who could write that he sends him a Tempad? I mean, that's well, not hard. And who's to say that the tempad is the thing that takes you from one place to another and not the connection to it? You know, like a cell phone only works with other cell phones so long as there's a network. Okay. 
you know that that's so to say TVA that down, if the TVA goes down maybe those temp pads stop working it's a bad it's a bad writing move for mobius to be like yeah you know what fuck loki the guy who showed him the truth no mobius does not let unless he dies he's going to help out loki in the end i mean like that's just oh, the, yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. without without this so here i am i press a button tva is gone no more temp pads okay so be it i'm still helping loki at the very yeah. end where do you want to go i mean that's just going to happen yeah. that's unless mobius dies whatever on that so here we are with loki he's going to figure out some shit where do we land him do we land him back in the mcu we have to right because um we're creating phase four or whatever we have to create the new bad the new bad it has to be fucking dr doom whatever but like whatever they gotta create the new bad that's it i mean if they don't whatever but he's gonna go back into the main mcu timeline it has to be bring him back and he basically plays the hulk role of telling everybody hey this thing's coming maybe yeah is that what you want for him i think that would be cool how do you resolve the sylvie arc Right, because now he's found this chick he wants to be with. Maybe he just retires. Maybe Loki disappears, and we're with Sylvie, trying to no. find Loki. No. No. trying to find a way to get Loki back. No, think about what you just said. So old Loki, who's all intents purposes our Loki, who just escaped, got bored and left. So you got this guy Loki who has the foresight now who have seen the future in a way, in a weird way. He's seen his future self and got bored. He he has a connect. We've established that he has a connection to his fucking family, his fucking lineage, everything. He's got, he's got Sylvie. There ain't no way he's letting that go unless she dies. And if she dies, his whole arc would be trying to bring her back. Regardless. Yeah, no, what I'm, saying, what I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm saying that it would be backwards. And this is why. Tom Hiddleston is expensive. Whoever's playing Sylvie is not expensive. So you could put her into the movies with like Doctor Strange or whatever. And she's kind of like on her own mini quest to find Loki again. To find so, out where he ended up. So you would make Loki the point of leaving in some weird contrite way. I, I, right? would, make, I would make him her motivation for exactly. going back to the Avengers and trying to work exactly. with them. To get back to Loki. And it, and it creates a woke ideology, right? Because you got the female Loki and then she's there. And she's like trying to fucking find Loki. But like up to this point though, we haven't created a situation. Like I strong. Like, yeah, I know they like each other. I get that, right? But it feels more like he likes her more. And now, of course, I, I, I you could write that she likes him as equally. But well, they I haven't. Right now, I think right now she has a stronger motivation than him because the TVA hasn't been destroyed. Yeah, well, yeah, she wants to destroy the TVA. That's her strongest motivation. She'd rather do that than be hedonistic like Loki, right? And, and Loki right now is learning what it is to be a friend, to rely on others, and for others to rely on you. And so what love he, is. And yeah, either friends or intimacy. You know, I think, because, it, I think you're because, right, though, that, that it will end with Loki gone for whatever reason, and then the <coughs> the new the new Loki would take over. That's that makes more sense. Yeah, take over not as Loki as Sylvie, but on a of course Loki or get Loki. Yeah, back. yeah, but like take take a step back. It's because of woke virtuosity. They're not. 
if this is Kang and Kang is somehow able to control time, I don't think they defeat him. I think Sylvie just tries to find a way. I think he gets away. She loses Loki and she's just going to be on a quest to either get back to Kang, to get Kang to help her bring him back or, mm-hmm. or something, right? But she's not yeah, going to be yeah. because she's not going to have a 10 pad anymore. The network, the time network is going to be gone. So she's going to need the help of the Avengers. Or whatever. To get yeah, Loki yeah. back. Yeah. To get Loki back. Yeah, you're right. This ends with Loki disappearing. There's no other way. Because it doesn't make sense in any, any other way. Because if, if Sylvie's alive, if Loki's alive, those two are going off to do their own thing. They're and that, not... That would, and, the, and their arc could end later after phase six or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it, it would... Yeah. He would yeah. come back you, for one more movie, yeah. fight with them. You know, she would find them. They would end happily ever after. Yeah. And he could move on with the rest of his career. Because they can't stay in the MCU forever. No, they can't. You know, and Thor's not going to stick around forever. So logically, so logically, it has to end of two of the following ways: Loki gets done in in some weird way, and then she, the, the new Phase Four, is her joining the Avengers because she's cheaper. It and gets, then, yeah, and it gives and Thor then, another motivation too. Yes, I just Sylvie shows up and she says, "Loki's still out there." Yes, 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 and then it and, all works together. Yeah, and then at the end, fucking Thor reunites with Loki and. Tears and but let's talk. Let's oh, talk this, about what time Loki's not going to fuck him over anymore. Let's talk about what we want, though. Like, yes, it makes sense that they'll do that, but I want Loki to live. So, in that respect, it would be then Loki looking for Sylvie then, because there is no situation in which Loki and Sylvie are together. And because if they're together, guess what they're going to do? They're going to stay together, and that's it. Yeah, they're gone. They're you just write them off. Because those two will not live to all oh, this cause mischief or no, they'll just do their own thing, create yeah. their own ventures. So it's one or the other pursuing another. So I want, of course, I would want Loki to pursue her. You know, for whatever reason, she does whatever the fuck she does for whatever trite well, story they come. Well, right now in the show, Loki is pursuing her. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's always has to shift. And so and yeah, it would be a shift. She realizes at the end, after the TVA is gone and everything, she realizes that's all I have left. You know, that's what yeah, I have. So now. they destroy the TVA. He says he loves her and disappears. And then she realizes she loves him too. She has to go find him. And then that's yeah. her story. Arc. Han Solo, dude. Fucking Han Solo disappearing, you know, and, and them going out and finding ah. him. You know, Loki disappearing There's, somewhere yeah, and yeah. them going out and like Luke Skywalker disappearing and them all going out to find him. Yeah, that's this is how it ends. This is how it ends. I mean, there's no other way. I mean, like, yeah, it'd be cool if Loki's still around. I don't know if they subvert that, but you're right. It's Loki's gone in some weird way and she has to find him, period. It's the only way. I think Mobius goes back to Earth to live his life. Oh, um, we're going to totally see him on a fucking jet ski. Yeah. Yeah, on a jet ski and maybe in a later movie, but really without any real power. Just there. Just oh, he's a, done. He's done. Dude, he's yeah. on a jet ski. Yeah, he's, he's living his life. living his life. And they might go back and just ask him questions about time travel. And he'll be like, if that, I, if I really that. don't have much for you. Dude, literally, he could be on his jet ski and I never have to see him again. I mean, it's well, cool. I like Owen Wilson. No, I, I, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they give him a happily ever ending after, but. But I think if they ever do bring him in, it's really more of like they need information and, and he might or might not have it. Yeah. If that, if they even need to go back there. 
I don't see. I don't know. I don't know. When they make the movies, do you think they'll take these shows in consideration? They have to. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the other shows. Uh, oh, fuck Daredevil. No, uh, I think they said that WandaVision TV show. That's the from there on. Those shows are the ones that count. Hmm. Everything else is not canon, so they decanonized all of the other ones. But I heard, I I heard word they're bringing them back though. Yeah, but not not based on the shows that already that already passed. Dude, so like even Agents of Shield isn't a thing. Dude, have you watched Daredevil? Daredevil, no. Daredevil. I just watching. I just started watching uh, MHA, my hero. Wow, that's wait. What season are you on? Season one, episode eleven. I'm all in. You're good. Keep going. Fuck this Daredevil. Season, this first season has been a tough watch because I don't like narration. I don't like yes. hearing. Uh, yes, there's a lot of explanation. Yeah. But that's shonen. That hey, you you in a shonen. That's it. You're like more of a mecha kind of guy, and there's not much explanation with mecha. You kind of have to just know shit, especially the new Gundam that's out there. It's Hathaway or whatever. Oh, but um, like yeah, but like um, Hero, uh, Hero Academia is by far the best demonstration of shonen next to Hunter x Hunter. I'm, I'm enjoying like, it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's it. good. It, no, dude, it's good. It, oh my god, dude. Did I like you have to be in the right place though because getting into a new show is hard nowadays for our age yeah. because watching a new show is like oh gotta commit that time and so as you're watching it you're thinking oh shit i gotta do shit you know you're all yeah. burning up all my time for this fucking show give me what i want you know so but the only reason i'm into it is because i have my kid we're watching it you know he want he likes it it's good but it's, it's good right now dude it's oh, big yeah it but it's good though that's the thing it's good. Like, I didn't watch it because I was like, oh, yeah, I want to watch it. Shonen anime, whatever. They're so boring to me. But it's like the fact that my kid wants to watch it, he watches it. And so I'm watching it, not really giving a shit. But then it's that good. So if you give it a chance and you you accept the fact that this is going to be a good ride, you're good. You know, so that, that's how it works. Yeah, what, I mean, what I've read a- and what I've heard is that the first season is a tough watch. But then from there on, it's all gravy. Not for me, though. When I first watched the season, I was like, ah, there's a lot of crying, whatever. And I was like, it's good, though. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, through and through. And then the second season happens. And you're like, oh, fuck, I am never leaving this show. <laughs> that, sec- that second season happens. You're like, I will never yeah, watch it. Yeah, I will never watch anything else, dude. I'm fucking deep in that shit. But um, uh, what are we talking? Loki uh, theories. We're done. We're done, right? I mean, that's it, right? That's the end of it, right? We'll I'm find out next week what's up. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. uh Black Widow, I'm gonna watch that this weekend. We're trying to Black make Widow it. feels like a kind of like a, a requiem for the old old Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. You no know what's good? I, I, you know what I recommend? If you could just watch Daredevil, but if not, watch with your girlfriend Jessica Jones. I bet the two of you will have a great time. The first season. That's it. All right. I'll check that out. With your girlfriend. I'm telling you, uh, girls resonate with it well. It is a comic book kind of thing. But I go, the way it's written, it's as if they were like, we have a story. Let's do this. And they do it. It just so happens to be Marvel. But it's really good because it gives you, um, 
because I mean, it's really well written and it has that kind of like nerd mentality like oh what would this character do if they had that or what would this character do if they had that because if yeah if you can get past that then you can watch i mean Daredevil's so good like the, the those properties that they created i could tell it's a little bit too in your face because it's like um a lot of sex in there and it's just unnecessary but the way they wrote those shows is really good because then you get the punisher and that's my my secret goal if you can get to punisher jesus yeah, I watched a couple episodes of Punisher. Jeez. They look good, man. Really Dude, good. well, when Daredevil, the second season, when Punisher comes out, they have this whole trial, which is in the comics. And like they basically come up with a foolproof plan of him being innocent, and it would have worked. But the Punisher's like, I'm not crazy. I meant <laughs> to do that. It fucking makes sense that I did that. They rape people, I kill them. You know, I was like, but like daredevil was cool too because there was a lot of heart to it and as i get older i like a lot of heart because it's kind of like um like there's a part where daredevil's fucking all these bad guys up and you know why he's doing it and he it's because they were doing a thing to a kid Mm -hmm. at the end of it and he takes off his fucking mask because he can't see right it doesn't a mask whatever but he takes off his mask he goes he he touches the door you don't at to this point you don't know what's going on so he touches the door, takes off his mask, and then you see this kid, and the kid cries, and then he holds him. By the way, homeboy can't see. So he's just, like, doing these things for the kid. Right. Like, the, the fucking killing and murdering of these people, that's him. That's really what he's in for. But he does the part where it's like, I'm the good guy. Don't want to creep the kid out with my fucking scary mask. He's been through enough. I take off the mask and I go and help. And I thought that is beautiful, but that, you know, that's putting yourself in the, in the character's mind and not just doing things just to do them, but really thinking about the decisions that they would make. Yes. Yeah. Cinematography writing and the way the actors portray, it's like a, uh, like a perfect symphony right then and there. And that's rare. Uh, and a lot of shit doesn't do that. So Netflix got it right. By accident, I would say. Well, it's like um, I started watching um, Invincible again, again. I fucking love that show. Fuck, man. <laughs> yes. Um, all the characters, you get a chance yes. to spend some time yes. with them, mm-hmm. and how I'll they're reacting to what's going on. Um, the really big one is uh, Nolan's wife. Yes. Uh, when he's in the hospital, they could have just said he's in the hospital. He's gonna be here for a while. Cut to the next scene, and she's like, no uh they're like okay go home she could have gone home or she could have said i'm gonna stay but she's she didn't just say i'm gonna stay she said i've been patching him up for 20 years you know and then she says go get me this this and this and it's stuff that like fuck i probably wouldn't have thought of it but you know that she knows how to take care of her man and then they you know they they still try to get her to go and she still fucking stands her ground like she's gonna be with him no matter what and you learn that about her mm-hmm. you know and it's not through exposition it's not through like, you know, her just telling somebody about what she knows and how, and no, her sh- demonstrating it through her actions that she's been taking care of him. She knows how to take care of him. And, you know, even if she's out of her league medical wise, she's still going to be there. Yeah. You know? And, and the, it just shows you the truth of that nature. It's like, that's how much she loved that guy in that instance. And so that 
it pays many dividends later on. And it's funny that you said that because I forgot about that. You know what I mean? Like you watch that and it, you, you go on this wild ride and he's like, she's a pet. But like, so when he fucking fought a Chitauri or whatever the fuck he fought and he's fucking dying and shit and she's fucking helping him. I mean, like whatever it is, whatever you want to think she's a pet. No, he fucking loves her, dude. And yeah. that, that him saying that she's a pet is him trying to force this this mentality of like, fuck this lady. I've lived for thousands of years. Fuck it's this. so painful for him to have to do what he's meant to do that it's like he's deluding himself into thinking what he thought when he first got here. Which, which creates this perpetual engine of why he's so violent about shit, why he's shoving his kid into a subway. You know what I mean? Like, he probably wouldn't have done that kind of shit, but he really is feeling this hate, this hurt for himself because, you know, he's giving up all of this. So he's well, like, he fuck this it off. You know, he, he has to rip it off. off. He has, it's almost like he has to do something to the point where there's no, there's the, there's no point of return, where he's kind of, he has to do the thing that he's meant to do because he's done so much bad shit. Um, it reminds me of, remember he, uh, you watched Heat, right? Heat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay, it's Heat. Okay. I'm like, Heat, Al Pacino, man. Al Pacino, yeah. gets home. Al Pacino gets home, finds another dude watching his fucking TV, and, you know, he he's pissed off, right? His, his wife tells him that shit was so bad, she couldn't get away from him, so she demeaned herself with Ralph to get closure with Al Pacino's character. It was like she did something so bad and let herself get caught at it so that they have to make a change, so that they have to confront this shit that they can't be together anymore, you know? Because she loves him so much. I fucking forgot that, and now I have to watch Heat. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, such a great, it's such a great scene because she loves him so much, she wants to be with him. She wants him to share, you know, his life and what he's going through, not leftovers. But she, she's taken it to the point where she just fucking got all drugged up, went and fucked this dude to get closure with him, to end it. Did something so bad that she knew he wouldn't put up with to get this thing to fucking end, you know, to end their marriage. Yeah. Um, and, and so when I think of what Nolan's doing, mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. 20 years of saving everybody on the planet, he's basically, he's basically you know, like cheating on his wife and then letting, letting himself get caught. Because at this point, he's just doing it out in the open, right? Yeah. He's, there's cameras and shit, and he don't give a fuck. He's going into the city, killing countless people. Because he's already, he, he, it's like he's ripping it off himself. You know, like ripping out a bad tooth to get this thing off of him and go back to what he was supposed to do 20 years before. That was such a good link from heat to that. I have to say, that was amazing. That was an amazing link right there. Oh, well, I mean, it was just, it's just it's things that it's from real life you yeah. know when when sometimes you 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 don't know how to end something so you just fuck it up so that it's done it's over i can move past it now yeah and like because we're talking about superheroes or great uh heroes you know because he uh they have to do it in an epic way right <laughs> i mean like nothing what's more epic than throwing a kid into a subway or cheating down on some fucking nasty person just so you know this shit needed to happen so this could end you here you are a fucking uh paragon of truth take this truth you know i mean like this is 
this is how it's going to end, Paragon you. And yes, there you go. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's, I mean, I've, I've seen that in real life. So, yeah. You know, well, yeah. everything has its own proportion, right? You know, if we're talking about like, ah, the best cake eater, you know, you get at him for some random thing like that. But you're talking about a, a fucking hero detective, right? How do you take that guy down? And, well, and like Ralph. About Invincible, there's no internal monologue or narration. So you could kind of fill it with what you want at what, what Nolan's feeling at the end is basically like, fuck. No, what's better than that is in the comic, there is a monologue. Okay. However, they're so good at writing, they illustrate it. So you don't need a monologue. So, I mean, that's pretty good because like a lot of anime does a lot of monologuing, you know, because they don't have the power to, to illustrate what the character's thinking. Because like, if you're really good, you can illustrate what someone's thinking through action. And, uh, and he looks like, at the blood on his hands, and he's like, exactly. fuck. Yeah. No, when, when he's yelling at this kid, he's like, what did you think? What do you think? Like, look what they got to do to even, like, do a fraction of her power. We'll live for a thousand years, forever. Well, what are you going to have at the gave, end of this? He even gave an abuser's line, right? Look what yeah. you made me do. Look what you, know? you made me do. Look what you yeah. made me do. Yeah. And it's like, nobody made you do that. Yeah. Kind of did it on your own. Why did the you make yourself? The monologue would be, "I hate what I have done." You know that kind of thing. Yeah, but oh, I can't believe I did this. I can't go exactly. back to what it was before. No, no, no. Yeah. You see it in him, looking at it, thinking, "Fuck." You know, he's right. I could have gone on being a hero, protecting this planet, with my son by my side. Now I can't even do that. Mm. You know, now I can't even do you that. Can't can't do you can't go back. You can't go back. I can't yeah. do that. And if I don't finish the job now here with my son. I'm betraying my planet. So now he's in the middle. You know, he's fucked up in his alliance to his home and he's fucked up, you know, with the home that he had made it on earth. And, and uh, it's like, there's no, how do you fix that? Exactly. It's messy and it's well-written. And I think that an- that's one thing that anime, anime creates these cool little narratives and stories. They're really good, but you're right. They don't have the ability to create actions that, like, um, that that give us the monologue without the monologue. They always do the monologue. If you watch Hero Academy, you do it all the fucking time, and it, it's really good. And I really like it. But I wish, I wish they could create scenarios where like the actions speak louder than the words. You know, like you understood what the character was going through. And Invincible is just a fucking cartoon, but they do that. They create these things. And if you read the comic, there are monologues. So that's what they're able to do. And I hope that all fucking, and like, you know, that's why that, that we're, that's why America is so good at making movies is because they do that through the, the movie forum. Like when you watch Loki, there's a lot of narrative going on and monologues that's going on in their head, but you're not seeing that. You're seeing it with their face, their emotions. When when Sylvie's dead, Loki's feeling that, and he's like, you know? I think, it, I think that's more clever only because you're seeing them, and again, you're filling them with your emotions, you know, and, and you're having an interaction with the character because you're trying to read their face. You're trying to read their actions. And it's yeah. what we do in real life. We don't hear each other's internal monologues in real exactly. life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's not a thing. It's a higher level way of thinking. Mm-hmm. No, because so, like, 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 if Loki would have played it like nothing happened at all, at nothing, no tears, nothing, it would not be a subtext of he right. cares. You need an internal monologue, like, 
oh shit, she's gone. Yeah. And I had feelings for her. What do I do now? What's my thing? What's my purpose now? No, it's... It's, he's crying, but then he shoves it up into a smile to like, I don't care. But, oh, and then like, then, and then they wrote it so perfectly that Mobius is not giving a shit about him, right? He said it just kind of haphazardly. Then he looks up and he sees him and he's like, oh shit, what the fuck? Well, I don't think, I don't think he's genuinely surprised. Right. No, but he looks up and he goes, wait, 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 wait. Which is what's what's happening right now? He says that he goes, what's happening right now? Like, you really give a shit like like that. That blew him away. So he's in a different world right now. He doesn't give a fuck about Loki. Shit's happening. He even said that as offhand. But that hurt him so deeply that I I think Mobius was working off of a hunch, which is why he told him that, oh, she's dead because he wanted to see how he'd react. Watch that scene again. Yeah, I'll watch it again, but I mean... My, I'm I, telling you, it's not its not what you think. It's literally, he said it offhand. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he thinks that Loki's in it for himself. And he, for, for from the point of view where he's... I think he... Well, the, well then why would he lie about, about Sylvie being dead? He lied about he, it. Ah, shit. No, I gotta watch it again. No, he, he lies about it. I think it's because he has a hunch and he wants to see how Loki would react. It's almost... <gasps> Oh, it's, you didn't make like me watch that shit up. again. You didn't make me watch it again. Well, I mean, I fucking do it with kids. Oh, I'm full. I'm full. Oh, you want ice cream? Yeah. Then you're not full. Stay <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. These are different react. things. Not because, not because I was going to take them to get ice cream, but because I wanted to see if they were really full. If they say they fucking want ice cream, they're not full. They didn't fucking finish their food. They need to fucking eat. So I think Mobius here kind of threw that out. Oh, yeah, she's dead. And then does it, does it in a flippant way, maybe even to get Loki upset about it. You know, pissed off that Mobius doesn't give a shit. So he's like, it pisses him off even more that Mobius doesn't give a shit. Like, you just pruned her like she was nothing. She was something to me. Maybe I have to watch it again. Hey, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta pee. I gotta shit. I gotta do all this stuff. Yeah, so, I, gotta I gotta go. I gotta go too. It's late too. I got a, I got a twelve hour shift oh, coming my way in about wow. five hours. So yay! <laughs> all right, yeah, as always. Follow us on uh, Spotify, Podcast 2.0. I'm joking. I don't even know what that is. Um, Apple Tunes, fucking SoundCloud, fucking everything where podcasts is, you can find us. And always be the better person than you were yesterday or tomorrow. Be that person today. Be or awesome. Put in, a time to, in a time capsule. Or you'll be in a time capsule where someone's going to say you're, you should be alone. Kicking the and always stay frosty. Wait, I'm not... And meeting, I want to hit stop, actually.